guess what? 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 We, we are here what? for a very sleep-deprived Soxcast episode 92, brought to you, as always, by Moon Pie. Moon Pie. Because fuck you, that's why. What do you think? I like it. That's for, like, the, the like you know, like, I think that marketing, you kind of want to go a little more aggressive these days. Mm-hmm. You know, with the kids. The Twitter kids yeah. will love it. Hit them with the edge. Oh, no. For the Twitter kids, you need the memes. Oh. So you got to be like, I can't has moon pie. Oh, okay. There we go. Boom. There we go. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get that. There's the guy with the girlfriend, but he's looking back at a moon pie. <laughs> <laughs> I should God do all of it. these and send them to moon pie. <laughs> now I'm sure whatever intro you've got is great, Polly, but there is something we've got to discuss before anything else. <laughs> that would be. All right. So we'd had the quiz. Where everyone's... Oh, god damn it. <laughs> where we got to rank all of Polly's friends, right? <laughs> right, right, right. So I believe, Say- Sayara, you got um, a five, so that puts you in that's, a tier four. That's pretty knowledgeable. So, so I, I made a quiz. I made a quiz yeah. with, with, with questions about moi. And mm-hmm. all you had to do was multiple choice answer them. And this determines yeah. who my actual real friends are. That's true. That's so basically you how C- it works. So you're a C-tier friend, Sayara, yes. which, you know, C's get degrees. There you go. That's pretty good. C's get um, degrees. Rhett got a seven, which puts him firmly in the A-tier, so he's a good friend. Seven is more of, like, B, B, B plus. Uh-huh. I, I think it's A-tier. I think, like, Chelsea's in there. That, like, Rhett and Chelsea, that's A-tier friend, well, right? Chelsea gets to be A-tier no matter what. Exactly. Um, and then it, what, what's higher than a seven, though? Hmm. Well, I do believe that there is a number that comes after seven that is an eight. I think that's an eight. That's, I think that would be that's an that's S-tier that's friend. a territory right there. No, dude, I, I, don't act so fucking high and mighty <laughs> with an eight. You didn't get like ten out of ten. No, no, no. Look, Rhett, 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 Rhett. If I'd gone into a nine or ten, then it would have started getting a little uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, you know why? Okay. What is that? I have two issues with that quiz. Yeah. The first is that you're also going to be playing fucking Metroid and Contra till the day you die. <laughs> you're not wrong. It's <laughs> so a that one question. was bullshit. <laughs> and the first article in SocksMakePeopleSexy.net, I was like, well, this question is wrong because Ninja Cop and uh, Cheetahman aren't on here. Those like, happened that question was... way before. Those happened in tw- oh. 2003. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, no, I'm the super, super OG friend who remembers before Socks Make People Sexy. Yeah, I'm gonna... The correct answer isn't on here. I so just I just like, guessed and was wrong, and I was, I was like, like, fuck. I'm giving you at nine. I'm giving you at nine for that. So, yeah. um, John, you just got dumpstered. How does it feel? Oh. I'm just saying I, I scored, like, I feel like the eight is just perfect, because any higher than that, it's like, <laughs> I know everything about you, Polly Senpai, and then... Oh, I'm, I'm already used to that from like, Rhett. I'm already used to that. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm used to those 3 a.m. calls of just breathing and you can hear a slight, you know, just some slight skin contact in the background. <laughs> You're not quite sure what that might be, but it's there. Oh, and It's a little disconcerting, but you humor him because you're afraid he might kill you if you don't. Oh, Jesus. I'm feeling... Uh, Hi, Polly. <laughs> to my immediate virtual right. Impressed. 9F6935FE. That is my Fantasy Star Online Dreamcast access key. It's Rhett! Oh my god. Hi. Hey, how's it going? I've subscribed to you for 21 months in a row. Do you love me now? 
I always love you, right? You want to ride the roller coaster? Yeah. How does that make you feel? Make me feel very good. All right, this podcast is over. <laughs> We're done. We're done. I had to nice, counter. Nice having, nice having you on here. You've got your creepy voice, so I had to counter with my creepy voice. <laughs> Do I have a creepy voice? You have... Hmm. I don't think so. No, I... I just, my regular, just my regular voice is okay. It's good. It's like, good. maybe when you're being giddy about people being literally murdered, that's a little weird. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. What's the... That boyfriend... Like, when he's talking yeah, about boyfriend to death. Strayed. When you talk like about strayed. <laughs> a little like horny, a, and it's a little it's, weird, and you can tell... Just like the flushed, you can hear the flushed cheeks. Yeah, yeah. And that game. was that was an episode, a very special. Episode. That was it was like the first time John had ever exhibited public horniness, and it yeah, was very awkward. Public streams. <laughs> awkward. I thought it was. I thought it was lovely. To my immediate virtual left, he's so omniscient that if there were to be two omniscients, he would be both. It's John Thayer. Hi. How's it going? What? <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird one. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Devin Townsend Ziltoid uh, reference. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, only two people are gonna get that reference. So, uh, how's it going, John? I'm doing real well. I got my hot chocolate. I'm very worn out and sleepy. Oh, but poor I'm still you! Still excited to do the good podcast. Poor you! You've had it so rough these last thirteen days. I know it's been hard. I had to go to Canada. <laughs> oh, had to go God, to Canada and relax. I'm relax once I get there, but just yeah, you've you just had it so hard. It's you know, I feel for you. If you need, mm-hmm. to, if you need to take it easy, this this episode. We'll understand. Oh, don't okay? worry. I'll be sure to talk to you. I still have lots of good stuff to talk about. Don't oh, worry. what a trooper. There you go. <laughs> what a trooper. If there's one thing that can get me through the darkness, it's the sound of my own voice. <laughs> You're not fucking wrong, though. <laughs> it's like you are the only narcissist I can stand. I, pre- I, can, I can appreciate that. <laughs> And we have a special guest. It's because I actually am that great, so it's not obnoxious. (laughs) We have a special guest this episode. You might know him as a Soxcast artist, professional migraine haver, and bitch! Uh. (laughs) It's Sayara. Hi. Hey! I gotta find that picture now that I posted that last time I was called a bitch for like... Ten minutes straight. <laughs> I'm sure I still have it somewhere. You probably do. <laughs> so, uh, bitch, how's it going? It's it's going. It's going. Yep. I had a easy day for once out of like the last 110 hours of straight days of work. That's... Not straight days of work, but like straight shifts. Hey, I feel you. I feel you. Believe me. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, I know you I do. Still appreciate it. I'm through there. Yeah, yeah. John, John's right there with you. Mm. Um, those those trips to Canada to just eat warm food with your grandma, mm-hmm. just those those will really take it out of you. I took a day off too, so it could be a three day weekend. Oh really man, nice. how did you how did you manage, John? How are you even here right now? <sighs> but it was like a two hour flight and then a two hour oh, drive. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
no. there and then a two-hour flight and two-hour drive back. No. Oh, God. No. God. Poor thing. I found a picture. <laughs> there you go. <sighs> no. So you're here for... How do we want to handle this? Because you're here for... Various, I don't know. Because... Sarah, you don't play video games, or you don't play video games that are actually worth talking about. Um, you don't have to be that rude about it. <laughs> I do, because it's it's the only thing I have. <laughs> so rude. So, so how do you want to handle this? Do you want to just, like, blast through it all in one go, or do you want to kind of, like, space it out and then throw it to one of these two ding-dongs? You know, I didn't even think about that. Wow, good preparation. Way to be, <laughs> I know, right? way, to be I mean, way to be on a podcast. <laughs> Look, man, the last time I've been on a podcast was like what? Last year and a half or something? Probably. So I'm out of practice. I don't I don't normally have like times where I'm sitting and talking about stuff in like such long amounts of time or whatever. Because okay. most of the time, whenever everyone like calls or talks or whatever, I'm just like faded out because everyone else is talking about something else, and I'm like, eh, yay, I'm, I'm still in this fall, whatever. You're just there improving your social link. You're just there for the star. Yeah, I get to see my name glow every once in a while because it's like, yeah, he said something. Or, oh no, that's right, social. I did it. <laughs> if 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 life was like an RPG, my social stat would be like negative 10, permanently negative 10, with a 0% chance of going up <laughs> like, any percentage. You level up and it just continues to go down. It's just like, yeah, you leveled up, you get plus 10 durability, plus 5 speed, minus 5 communication skills. <laughs> like, what? No, I need those. It's, it's gonna get to the point that I'm just not gonna be able to talk at all. I'll just have to talk with, like, my mind or something. Talk with your butt. Everybody likes that. No. No. Just walk into the room farting. Yeah, just walk into the room farting all over the place. Don't even care. The only the only thing you can communicate is please go away. Yeah. Please please give me space. <laughs> give me space. <laughs> the honjo of social linking. <laughs> Basically so. But um yeah, I uh came back from Japan about what, twenty one days ago? Yeah, twenty one days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? It's eleven <laughs> days ago, wasn't it? No, I came back on the eleventh. I was back at I was back in Baltimore on the eleventh. Oh. It was like overnight flight. Mm. That I went to work the right day after. Jesus. Oh, I remember oh. you posted when it was the eighth here. You're like, okay, time to go home, and then you didn't get home till like three days later. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. So it's actually. Not ultimately our fault, but we had problems along the way getting back home this time, mm -hmm. which kind of sucks. So the the normal thing that we usually we did last year and this year was we first started in Tokyo, or we started at LA. We spent like a day in LA to you know recuperate from the initial like jet run because we went with last year was my first time. So my friend was like, look, let's spend a day in California after the first flight, see how you handle flying, because that was literally my first time flying ever. Oh! So, he was like, let's do it like that, and, and we'll see how it goes next year. 
So last year, landed in California, was nauseous for the entire first day. <laughs> I was just like, I feel like garbage, and I like passed out for a couple hours. And we're like, yeah, maybe I should do things better when it comes to like actually flying because I didn't have any snacks to munch on. I didn't have any water because I was like too nervous the entire time. I was just like, I never flown before. I'm scared. I'm scared of heights, even though I'm like six foot two. <laughs> but um, uh, this time we went with his cousin as well, and it was also his first time doing this, like the traveling from here to another country. So he did the same thing, and we did it one way. We did it the same way back. So it's like one day California, Tokyo, Osaka, then back to L.A., and then home. Mm. When we were in Osaka, the plane that we needed to get to from Osaka to Tokyo was at, like, some ridiculous hour in the morning. Mm -hmm. And we planned it, like, okay, we'll be up by, like, 2, 3 in the morning. We'll get ready. We'll leave. We'll head over to the airport, and then we'll be, we'll be square. We'll go and do everything like we're supposed to, and we'll make it home on time. Easy peasy. Subways didn't work at 4 in the morning. Mm. Uh-oh. And oh. there was no notification or any kind of information saying that the subways are going in different directions at 4 in the morning versus 6 in the morning. So huh. we ended up going in the wrong direction. And we're just like, uh, something doesn't seem right. So we get out, and we, uh, we're figuring out, like, you know, what, where are we going? What do we do to get back on time? So... I had my phone turned on like the international data thing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because we didn't. I didn't want to have to sit there and bother with Wi-Fi and like, oh, I gotta get a Wi-Fi card and all this stuff. I was like, fuck that. I'll just pay the ten dollars or whatever a day to use my phone wherever because mm -hmm. it's you know in case of an emergency like this where something stupid goes wrong. Yeah, like where you very much need a thing right now. <laughs> yeah. So. So we're, we're sitting there, we're trying to figure out where the heck we're going. My friend is, like, trying to figure everything out at, like, a billion different things at the same time. Trying to think, like, you know, how are we going to get back? How are we going to catch this plane? And worst case scenario, how am I going to be able to get another plane back home and still make it for, like, you know, everyone to get back home on time or whatever? For them, it didn't matter as much, but me, I had to work the next day, so it was just like, you know, we kind of we kind of need to get this shit figured out. Mm -hmm. So, long story short, we ended up taking, like, three different other trains and got even more lost, because oh. every single train is, like, completely backwards in, like, <laughs> the, the twilight hours. And so, we just it's get fed up, and we ended up back at, like, the major hub of, like, Osaka stations. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll tell you more about the Osaka station later because it's really awesome. But, like, he said, let me sit down for a second. I need to think. And so we, we sit by, like, a Starbucks because it wasn't open yet. And he's a thinking. He's, like, trying to build a train of thought. Then he thought about it. He's like, wait, what the fuck? The bullet train. So we ended up taking the bullet train from Osaka all the way back to Tokyo. Still made it on time for the uh, Japan train back to L.A., and made it back without any other problem. Ooh, holy crap! <laughs> what an adventure just to get to that point and to actually make it. Yeah, it was like it was like, wait, shit, there's a fucking bullet train. So we took the bullet train back. 
which was a lot more comfortable than the plane because like I the, can imagine the plane is like you know one of those basic kind of planes where it's like you know here's a plane it's got chairs and that's about it it's cramped it's like very restrictive and yeah i am also 62 i understand planes yeah. <laughs> being a thing yeah we we had to like plan all of our seats to have like the emergency exit seats so that we would have the longer leg room mm-hmm. which on the the like the oh that makes all the difference the extended flights like from here or from LA to Tokyo the plane we used last year charged us extra money to get those seats fuck this one was just like yeah if you're okay with being in the emergency seat you can you know have the actual leg room mm-hmm. so it's like this that previous plane was just like yeah you can use the emergency thing still have to do the emergency situations in case something goes wrong and pay for it so we're just like, fuck that airline, so we haven't been back to them since. <laughs> just getting home is quite the trip. I wasn't expecting to start the story at the end, but it's a good show it's a good show starter. I mean, that was probably like the most chaotic and like intense thing that happened throughout the entire trip besides like you know lugging around luggage and running around getting lost in subways and everything else like that and and mm. and, and you had i hope you had somebody fluent in the language with you nope oh that's <laughs> even oh my oops. god oops that's so the problem is the problem is we were both trying to learn japanese mm-hmm. at least enough that we can have basic communicate like conversational skills with people Neither of us were able to be very successful in doing so. I knew a little bit more because mm. I have, you know, anime on my back to, like, you know, give me a reference <laughs> point to certain things. The one Listen. time that I'm actually going to say that anime is helpful is when it comes to trying to have a basic communica- basic conversation with people. That's very about it. basic. Uh, and even then, and even then j- the Japanese that you hear in anime is not traditional conversational very not not traditional at all no but but there are certain things that they say you know not like the 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 dialect or whatever but like these certain words that i understand what they are and i can you know bullshit a sentence out of it so runs around and ends every sentence with zura (laughs) i did not not a single zura (laughs) i bet he did uttered not a single Zora was uttered that entire entire time in Japan. That's but <laughs> luckily, I guess not so luckily, um, if you stay within like more city touristy kind of areas like Tokyo and Osaka, uh-huh. you there are you know multi language signs everywhere yeah yeah so it's like they have korean they have chinese mandarin they mm-hmm. have english and then they have japanese and then they have like the romanized japanese where it's like they take each of the characters and you know spell them out pronounce it out yeah so it's like you have multiple ways to actually try to read something so i need like, to go to that shin kansen I need to get to that Shin Kansen over there. That was Shin Kansen. I need to go to Shin Kansen. <laughs> that was my experience in Hong Kong, where just everyone, everything was in English, so it was very easy to get around. Still, it it it's nice, but at the same time, I kind of still regret 
not being able to not be speaking a language. Bit, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely, like, it's not as intimidating as it might have been, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago or so. Um, yeah. You you can go there with very little grasp on the language, and as long as you stay in, like, the major kind of metropolitan areas, mm-hmm. you're probably going to be okay. Uh, even, just, you know, you like start... touristy, like, touristy kind of out, out areas. Yeah. Still have a little bit of English, enough that you can, like, find your way. Yeah. So that was good. Um, uh, like a week ago, I said I'd have like pictures up, and like, I don't see any. Yeah, so yeah. Um, Imager, hmm, Imager has like failed hardcore. I tried like three or four times to upload the pictures that I could like share properly, and it has yet to upload any of them. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing to me, Imager? I need these pictures up so the world can see all of my oh, adventures. Oh, Imager, yeah. I was like, imager? Im- oh! I got it. Imager? Isn't it imager? That's I mean, what I it has it. to be, seeing as that the word is image. It's not going to be this dumb GIF GIF bullshit where it's imager. If it's imager, I'm going to punch somebody in the face. <laughs> imager! It's imager. actually I'm Gur. I'm Gur! That's me when it's pronounced that way. I'm Gur. <laughs> oh, hey, Gur. How you doing? Hey, girl. I'm just going to continue not saying it out loud. Ever, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the best that, thing to that, do. That website is, is being a pain, so uh-huh. I'm gonna try again, or I might just have to upload every single image individually to freaking get the, the. The Twitter has some pictures already, but like more of the uh, the scenery kind of things and the food pictures. Because yeah, there you go. Try Flickr. Flickr. I had to make a Flickr account. Oh, you poor baby. I mean, I, I've never used Flickr before. That's what I mean. Oh, you poor baby. <laughs> <laughs> you Whatever. put him on Tumblr. There you go. <laughs> They'll all be flagged as porn. Yeah, as long as it's not porn, I'm probably good. No, nah, dog, it'll Wait, be a picture. That? It'll be a picture of the sky, and it'll still be flagged as porn. Hey, that cloud looks like a dick. <laughs> Censored! Oh, wait, no. It's, it looks like a female presenting, female presenting nipples. Censored! You know, think, speaking of Tumblr, I finally got an email from them saying that I had images that are banned <laughs> on their site. They finally um, figured it out. They finally figured it out. And I'm like, oh, what exactly did they ban from like the 10 years that I've used fucking Tumblr? Mm-hmm. A doodle of a, of a lady was like a naked lady, but I colored over later and like blue and like did all this crazy like color glazing bullshit on it mm-hmm. that's the only thing that got censored in my entire tumblr despite all the like saucy lewd junk that i had on there from before that's mm-hmm. the only thing that got blocked and i'm like huh. are you sure you're doing this right tumblr because i'm pretty sure that based on your like standards i have a lot more stuff on here that's probably not safe for work like, looks, that like freaking... my... looks like my special blog is still up <laughs> Your special blog. This one seems like it really does not go against their current prerogatives, but whatever. That's fine. Their current prerogatives are probably, oh, God, stop the bleeding. We're dying as a website. <laughs> they're they're basically done. Yeah, it's it's over. It's just, it's, I mean, if it's still around by the end of the year, I'll be surprised. God. Mm. Tragedy. The tragedy. Mm. Anyway, images. The images. 
it seems like 90% of the pictures that I have are like selfie images, which I, I'm not going to share if only because it's, you know, not just me in the pictures. So <laughs> that's kind of like not fair to them. Yeah. Yeah. Or food. A food is good. Yeah, I didn't get I didn't get to do as much uh, scenic, you know, like looking at uh, things um, that's not just food or mm. city areas, which is a shame. But he did that. He we planned it that way, if only to make sure that the uh, the cousin wasn't also like just like alienated. Yeah. Because well, it's like, hey, I want to go see these these temples. I want to see this uh this forest. I want to see you know all this other stuff that's like not just anime. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, the anime is like the least good thing in Japan. Yeah, like, like when people go there and only want to go that route, it's just like it is such a waste. It's like you could do all this stuff back at. Home. There is so much culture there to absorb that, like, if you go there and you were just going for fucking Akihabara and bullshit like that, like dog you're doing it wrong yeah i'm feeling called out in a way <laughs> yeah like the the reason like that would be rhett's entire portion of our trip yeah. is like let's well, let's go look fair, at anime titties uh, once, once you do like explore a little bit like if you explore off the beaded path you you'll end up like liking stuff a lot more than you would have imagined mm-hmm. like Last year, we went to what was called the Imperial Gardens, which is, like, the the garden and moat area that covers the Imperial Castle for yeah. Japan. Mm-hmm. And, of course, in February, nothing had bloomed yet. So it was, like, you know, everything is so budding and everything. But just, like, walking around in that area, like, the complete silence, but yet you can look in the distance, like, look up, and you can see like fucking skyscrapers like all around you, and yet you're in this like this little quiet like haven where there's nothing but like, you know, anything. And it's like God damn, this is freaking amazing. Like yeah. it's it's strangely surreal, and that was probably like the best thing that I enjoyed from last year's trip is like all of these like dichotomies of like Japan being this crazy super techno land. But yet here we are in like. But this also here's this shrine, shrine that's really like tucked away in the middle of nowhere, and but you still like look over your shoulder and see techno megalopolis behind you. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like with the the Imperial Garden, you're in like the middle of one of the biggest Japanese um, uh, government districts, like a bunch of buildings, like you know, basically you look like Washington D.C. but right. you know Japan. And it's just like, wow, this is still almost the same thing that I'm used to, but yet it's so different. It's like amazing. Mm. This year, though, we did, um, we went to an area called Nara mm. in Osaka. And that's where they have like a temple that holds the largest Buddha statue in uh, Japan. Yo. And Yo. my friend is like, uh, wanted to go for like a spiritual kind of trip. Mm hmm. I wanted to go because I like looking at temples. I like the uh, the aesthetic and like the artwork that usually gets involved with temples. Mm-hmm. And goddamn, that Buddha was huge. <laughs> big old Buddha. It was it was like huge and it was like mind blowing. The the idea that this giant sculpture was you know crafted with whatever kind of tools that they had at the time to make the damn thing. 
and it's just like, whew, Lord. It was it was something to behold. I didn't take any pictures because I mean you could have taken pictures of the Buddha, but it just didn't seem that right. That feels weird to me. Like I wouldn't go into somebody's spiritual temple and be the one pulling out a camera. That would feel yeah, very it's weird like, to me. It's like you don't you don't often see people take pictures of like the the crucifix or right, whatever right. in the next Christian church or whatever. But it's just like, wow, this is this is fantastic. Yeah, and I love it. That's it was a- it was like really, really nice. Yes. And I think if we if I do go again next year, he wants to go to Kyoto, which is like more of that traditional Yeah. Uh traditional Japanese kind of uh, area. Mm-hmm. So that would be nice to see again, like that kind of stuff. Also Nara has deer. Mm. Lots and lots of deer. Cool. And um in that area they have deer that like will just walk around everywhere around you. They're just kind of like a part of the place. It's not like, yeah. like like you see a deer here, it's like, oh god, there's a deer in my yard and that's fucking weird. It's like don't hit my car, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but there is just like, yo, check it out. Deer come to hang out. And so they have like uh people all around selling little deer biscuits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I you know, you get like seven biscuits for like a hundred 50 yen which is like close to like a dollar something yeah and so the deer will come up to you know that you have the crackers and start like picking at your bags and at your pockets <laughs> trying to find them and it's like okay hold on hold on so you, you look at them and you bow at them and they bow back at you that's and then you baller. Give them the biscuit but these stupid deer they got so smart about it <laughs> once they realize that there's people around that like are they, they have biscuits in their tours or whatever, they'll walk up to you and start bowing at you while walking at Damn, you. Damn, so they're like, ready. It's like, feed me, feed me. And I'm like, okay, okay there, hold on. Goddamn, the begging for food game is on point. They are so on point with that. And they know they're going to get it because there's so many people who go to see the temple yeah. in the first place. So it's like, these guys are fed all year long. <laughs> That's like, really fat. cool. Some of them were pretty fat. Like, they were just laying there. It's like, <laughs> I'm done. When the deer is fat. Can you just bring it to me, please? <laughs> Basically, it's like, oh, I don't feel like getting up. Man, Nobody I'm bowing. I know you can't tell, but I seriously am. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I nod my head a little bit. That's good enough, right? <laughs> I just want to eat. Just give me that biscuit. Give me that <laughs> sweet, juicy eat biscuit. biscuit. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's really good. The deer have tamed the humans. Yes, <laughs> that's basically it. That's basically it. That and and pigeons. Pigeons want to eat all the time around you too. Like they'll just like get all up in your grill and like want food. Pigeons like, will fucking poop on you if you don't feed them. It's like it's like fuck off, pigeon. This 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 biscuits aren't for you. It's for you the gave deer. fucking biscuit to the deer. Give me a goddamn biscuit. I'm shitting in your mouth. <laughs> they they like wait for the deer to drop a crumb and they like go after it. I'm like, you guys are fucking ridiculous. Y'all are savages. But um, yeah, I would say that was probably like the uh, the major highlight of the trip this year was that was get was if, having was being uh, assaulted for biscuits. Assaulted for biscuits, and then seeing the temple, and then seeing like that 
area. Giant Buddha. And um, the train ride to it was pretty dreamy too because it's like you're driving, you're, you're on a train going through like rural Japan, like mm. the mountains and the forests and all that kind of stuff. It's like, this is really cool and I like this. And then you play an anime insert song and then it's sunset and you're in a Shinkai movie. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I guess that works too. There was plenty of anime stuff too. Like, we did that too because you, part of it is like, yeah, we, we, we can go without it, but you also do want to go through all the I mean, Japan it's stuff. still a legit, yeah. it's a legitimate hobby. It's not the only reason you're there. You can still indulge, but don't let that be the only reason. Yeah. Um... The uh, stuff is um, similar, but different in, in a lot of things, and like that kind of like anime culture kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. One, my friend who lives in Japan now, he uh, I met him through PSO two, told me that people don't really cosplay unless it's like a specific cosplay event. Yeah, because like one of the the, the big myths were people cosplay all the time. You see gothic lolitas all over the place, and they're all dressed up and all pretty. We didn't see any. At yeah, all. like that's not super common. It's like not a yeah. thing that happens at all. It's like the the cosplay they go all out, and it is for specific events. Yeah, which none were happening when we were there. I don't think there was any way. Yeah, no, there wasn't anything going on. I think it happened like after we left that they had like uh, the next comic cat or something. Mm. Yeah, it's about time for that. Red, yeah. let, Red, let us know when all the dojins come out. <laughs> That's how I know when a comic cat's happened is when Red's DMing. It's not it. comic cat because summer would be in August and then winter is in December. So I think there was something, but it wasn't comic cat. Yeah, so it's like yeah, we got Red DMing me at three in the morning. Yo, check out these titties. The titties. <laughs> I just I just browse the uh, the library of red likes. That's that's how I get my, my fair share. That's your pin tweet, Red. I that. know, I know. It's like, huh? I wonder what's new in the library this week. <laughs> um, what else do I want to say about Japan? Well, food is good. Yeah, of course. I had, a, I had a lot of food, and yet people are saying I lost weight, and I'm like. How the hell do I lose weight when I'm surrounded by food like 24/7? That would be like my like like my food budget for Japan is gonna have to be fucking <laughs> stupid because I yeah. plan on devouring the entire country. I actually yeah. spent more money on food this year than like actual merchandise that I brought back home. <laughs> that that would likely be me. Cool. Like like it was a straight up ridiculous, but also so goddamn good. Like my first grade teacher brought in a whole spread of Japanese food. And that's where my interest in the culture began. <laughs> and ever since then, it was just like, yes, Japan is like a goal for me. So like all the way back to first grade. That's Aww. really sweet. You're just saying that so it's not like, oh yeah, I started with anime like everybody else. No, totally not. Or video Miss, games. I Miss Daniels. I, mean, I, I will name the goddamn teacher if I have to. Aww. Miss Daniels. Miss Daniels was my first grade teacher. She was awesome. She was half Japanese, and she and uh, towards the end of the school year, she brought in a whole spread of Japanese food for all of us to try. And I thought it was great. And that was where, and I even did okay. many. I even did many reports throughout school and stuff on Japan and stuff. So, 
Fuck with me, Rhett. Fuck with me. I wasn't saying your story was false. <laughs> no, motherfucker. Like, I see what you're trying to do. Like, you're trying. You think that you Nintendo think you can expose me. From. You think you can expose me on my motherfucking podcast. That's what you think you do. It's a fucking power play. You're trying to take over. I'm telling you to set the fuck down, chump. It ain't happening. Rhett only exposes himself on the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Six-year-old Polly is just like, I call it the Famicom. <laughs> Dude. I like Japan because that's where Konami games come <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Thank you both for the subs. And yes, this was a birthday podcast just for you, Ballas. <laughs> Even though you're a tier E poly friend. <laughs> <laughs> Why you gotta call him out like that? <laughs> On his birthday! <laughs> oh, poor blowjob, Sean. This doesn't quite compare, you know, to the A and S rank friends, but that's okay. Look, I'm a C rank friend, but I still know that that's as rude as hell. There you be go. Just, like, okay, that shit now. Oh, that's nice. You, the C rank <laughs> friends don't your your takes don't, opinions don't really matter to me all that much. <laughs> so, so what do you say? We pass it and then come back to Japan uh, for a round two. All right, let's that go. sound good. That sounds good. All right, cool. pass it to somebody. Except me, because I ain't got nothing to talk about. Nope. <laughs> on fire. You're passing so it to the rude. most rude motherfucker. Even though on... I was rude, I still got rewarded. Wow. That's because the John Welcome way. to America. Yes. He falls this is on. America. I will never change, and everything will still work out for me. <laughs> oh, no. All right, so, um, all right, what's y'all's experience with Sword Art Online? Oh no! I yeah. said that thinking he's not going to talk about. It. Yeah, of course. I want to know what's y'all's. What? I, how did it become a meme in the circle? What did you touch that made you realize? Oh God, this is garbage. <laughs> oh, here this. it comes. I've seen three Brett. episodes, and I All said right. this is garbage. Who would willingly watch this crap? And then, and then people told me how much more gross it gets. Oh boy! Oh man! After Red. five is out, he's <laughs> done. <laughs> Red, how about you? Okay, honestly, I was never interested in the show. I didn't pay much mind. And then when it was airing, everyone was like freaking out like about how much they hated the second half of it. And that's about it. And I was like, okay, that's not on my radar. And then somehow, somehow people hated it, and it was simultaneously super popular. Yeah, it's like so it was number, real annoying. It's like, like number that. three on Mal's like most popular. Yeah, show. it's like it's y'all. Wild. Everybody hates this show, and y'all can't stop watching. What the hell, Taylor? It starts off shitty and ends rapey. <laughs> that's yeah. that's yep. pretty. That's a pretty good description. See, so, I had no idea, like John, how gross it apparently gets, and I still kind of don't don't want to know. Well, John Byers go gonna cage? he's gonna clue you in. <laughs> All right, the first thing, yeah, Taylor says the first half is bad too. That is something that needs to be said. So I hated the show, just really, really. I didn't. Oh boy, you hated <laughs> this show and watched twenty five episodes of it to prove to yourself that you hated it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to. It was. It was a. It was a moment of standing up against the the Big Brother group thing. You of, just uh, wanted to get community. to the tentacle scene to say it was hot. 
This is like, you know what this reminds me of? When all your friends with good opinions, like me and Polly, were like, "Mm, you can skip Final Fantasy VIII. It's not very good. And then you were like, no, I'm going to play it. And then you were like, yeah, it's not very good. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, weird. It's like that happened again for some weird reason. It's like maybe there's some consistency. Yeah, except y'all also told me not to watch Fate. And this seems like, and Polly specifically Uh. said, I pretty much think of Sword Art Online and Fate as the same thing. So I was like, Mm. well, you know, this is real popular. Maybe there's something to this. I had nothing. There's a place I I don't want to go with this. So just maybe. (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. All right. So the first thing, it gets gross, but it's really important to understand that on top of being gross, it's also not fun to watch and incompetently made just across the board. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like the first season is, I, I don't actually have a lot of talking points. This is the main one. This is a big one. The first arc ends. There's a hundred floors to the video game dungeon they're stuck in. And then they get to floor 75 and they fight a hard boss and then a guy walks in, reveals himself as having been the main boss the whole time, and then says, why don't you try fighting me now? If you fight, if you win now, then I'll let everyone free. If not, then I'll await you on floor 100 as the final boss of this game. <laughs> and it doesn't feel at all like the climax. It's just like, oh, okay, so now he's going to curb stomp Kirito, and then it'll be the, that'll st- set the stakes for the second half of this arc, where they're building up to doing the real fight. And then Kirito just wins. He just beats him. That that's a running theme. Every single Kirito just they establish rules and then Kirito breaks <laughs> them. And then he wins by breaking the rules every time. Ugh. Hearing you talk about this reminds me of that scene about halfway through Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood where they first meet father Ugh. and he basically like brushes them off like worthless and rightfully so. Instead, like, what if they had just won and ended it right there? Like, how bad that would have been? It would have been real bad. It would have, that's like the same thing. Like, that part has its own problems because then they just kind of, yeah. he just brushes them off and then it's like, well, now what? And then the second half is boring. Yeah. But, but like, it just ends. Um, so, the big difference with this and other shows is that other power fantasies for teenage nerd boys, mm-hmm. um, is that there's no build-up. He's just, like... He's just good. He's just a make perfect and good at everything all the time. And immediately gets from all the, start. the pussy. He, like, six episodes of the first arc are just... He meets a girl, and the girl falls in love with him, and then he leaves. Immediately! Like, like he gets laid in, like, the third episode or something. <laughs> and it's just, like... Alright, so he's really good. He beats all the bosses. All the girls love him. He's having lots of sex. He gets married, has a kid, ten episodes in, I guess, a virtual baby. The virtual the baby, baby is After Five's favorite character. Uh-huh. Oh, she loves him too. Every everything's perfect. Um, and then he fights the boss, and then he beats the boss and wins. The boss kills him, and then he just <laughs> wheels himself back to life. He's like he gets stabbed, he dies, and then he's like no, I, and then he comes back to life and kills the boss, and that's it. And then he wakes what? up. That's what happens. <laughs> he, the boss just kills him, and then he's like, no. not. It's like Undine and Undertale, but like with no emotions to it. It's just he's that, instead of it being like she has all these feelings, It's and that's what it is, it's just he's just too cool to die, I guess. 
He's too badass. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> it's so bad. <sighs> and then the second the second arc, the whole the whole second arc is uh, an evil businessman rapist locks his wife in a bird cage at the top of another virtual video game. So he has to get. Re- he's immediately really good at it. He got a bu- he carried over all his skills from the first game, except for his signature dual wielding skill. He can't do that anymore. Oh um, dang! I know he probably can't. just does it anyways. Um. So then he has to get really good at the game. Everyone loves him immediately. All the girls love him immediately. <laughs> The, the main romance, the main thing in the second arc is that his sister's in love with him. And she yep. just spends the whole season, pi- second arc, pining after him. And then there's a really hard fight, and then he just starts dual wielding. Like they... <laughs> so he does just start using he it. Just, they don't explain it, they don't refer to it. He, this, uh... The show is just like, well, I can't use that signature skill anymore, so I'm going to have to make do with my other skills. Never mind, I'll just do it. He just does it. There's no rules. Uh, it's Calvin Ball. It's bullshit. There's no stakes. <laughs> oh, I hate it. And then the wife, like, briefly escapes on her own. And I'm like, all right, feminist win. She doesn't need to wait for the man to rescue her. Oh, no. I know where this is going. <laughs> and she gets imperiled by tentacles and oh, immediately brought back to the birdcage to await Kirito's rescue. And she falls in love with him, too. Oh, I mean, this is his wife now. They are married. Oh, yeah, they get married in the first arc. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Okay, <laughs> they get okay, married okay. ten episodes in. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, all right. It's like, oh, um. <laughs> so I don't. I'm not very invested in this romance. Me and Red are getting <laughs> married on PSO next week. Okay, it's hey. okay. Good shit. Congratulations. The climax is the evil rapist just like l- locks up. Kirito for the briefest of moments he can't do anything and assaults his wife in front of him but then he just then he wills himself out of the escapes he just breaks the rules and does it he logs into the admin console and breaks all the rules and then he just like sit the the rapist guy is completely powerless against him and then Kirito just like systematically dismembers him just like just like minute like oh you have imperiled you you took my, stole my possession from me. Now I will uh, take you apart piece by piece. Like, just the most, like, you t- you stole my thing. Now you will suffer. Now I will torture you for it. It's so gross. It's so, yeah. it's so transparent. Ugh, that's it's, real ugh. fucking gross. Yeah, he's just like, it's the most, like, it's so transparent about what it's doing, about the kind of wh- how it's treating the wife, how it's treating Asuna. Yeah. Um, it's just like so basic, like a 60s movie or something. Like it, it doesn't feel real how completely straightforward it is about just treating Asuna as the thing that is being fought over, one by a man who we hate and one by us. And now, now we get to kill the evil man. So that we can have our thing back, mm-hmm. and then the and then the show ends with, well, now we're going back to Sword Art Online so we can beat the game for real and get to <laughs> top floor one hundred. <laughs> Just like, oh, okay, okay, weird diversion, but let's do it. Guess we're gonna go finish finish the first arc now. <laughs> After Why you not? stopped it, this author is the hackest of fucking hacks. I swear oh, to God, it's garbage. It's so bad. It's 
Ugh. Didn't like, I see some quote for him where he was just like, I don't know. Everybody seems to love the way I write my female characters. They say they're so yep. strong. And it just comes natural to me. Uh, yep. Because I like uh, that. Yeah, that's a quote. That That's a quote. Everyone loves my female characters because they're so strong. I don't know how I, was, I do it. I must just be a genius. I don't try. Oh. Yep, that's strong female characterization. It's so good. Stuck in a cage and attacked by tentacles. Yep, strong, strong woman. Oh, it's it's just lousy. There is nothing the because I really can't emphasize this enough. The action is terrible because there's no rules. Yeah, it's 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 a two no it's a two pictures. They are known for very bad mm. action. Yeah, it sucks. Um, on a writing level, like the only thing that's nice is that like some of the Animate like I remember I was just talking with Chelsea like how some of the animation is nice some of the characters are expressive in a neat way and some of the music's good because it's the it's that one composer that did Monica and all that oh, yeah. Garden of Sinners all that show. jazz um, and the Xeno Blade what's the one Xeno Saga two cutscenes yeah that's how I'm trying to get Polly to remember yeah Zenosaga yeah it's, two a, it's the same composer and director has erased which is hilarious to me like okay if y'all get material that isn't complete garbage you can do some good stuff I think yeah so that so that show is just complete trash I really hate it I'm really glad we get to keep doing the podcast. Yeah, yeah Polly issued a threat. Yeah, if, <laughs> if if John was gonna make any of the dumb claims that he makes about fate, about Sword Art, on, Art Online, I, that's it. I was going to fucking end the podcast because there's no way I'm putting a podcast out with that kind of messaging in it. <laughs> Fuck no way. And it's I'm not famous. lying either. The second he would have given Sword Art Online any kind of positive spin or some kind of oh, it's so warm and lovely and nice. Nah, that'd have been it. I would have just, I would have fucking canned the stream then and there, unannounced, hung up the call, and not said a word. But that would have been it. So, when does the glop side chapter factor in? I don't know. Like I said, they bone. Like, I they don't I haven't boned in the real world yet. So probably. Oh, I think it's probably. Oh no, yeah. That's probably in season. Wait, two. they boned in the game. They boned yeah, in the yeah. game. That's where the, that's where two years of glop comes from. Because no, he's... I think that's probably where they do it in the real world. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to think Glop about this, probably, actually. Two Years of Glop is probably him being in the game for two <laughs> two years because he's in what a coma. We, what are the words we're saying right now? This the is Glop is his <laughs> I know, but I haven't... I try not to think about it. <laughs> this may be okay. the worst conversation we've ever had on this podcast. Yeah, it really so, is. So just to be clear... I was I was concerned that maybe this was just sort of a meme thing, like oh, Sword Art Online is terrible because it has this bad erotica in the novel from however many years ago. <laughs> let's take a look. Let's be. Let's maybe it'll be bad, but that's okay. Let's wallow was, in the trash and see what happens. And you know what? It was fine. I've come out the other end. I I have a stronger yeah. grasp of. I have a stronger appreciation for stories that I like, and I know better about what I don't want to do making my own stories now. <laughs> This was very valuable. For, this was a valuable experience for me. I'm okay having gone through this. The weird thing about this show, God, again, I, and I don't know much about it besides what you've said, is how, like, on the one side, it's very bad. On the other side, it also, like, 
completely kickstarted the isekai genre. I know! Which dominates anime right now, and it's yeah. such a weird starting point. Maybe everyone watched that one and was like, I can do better. I can do better. That yeah, that's literally the impression that I get. Is and that... you know they were all right. Yeah. Yup. Because even, even at their, the wor- even at their worst, they're still better than the yeah. source material. Uh, yup. I really want to watch ReZero, because just listening on that one, it sounds like it does more of the fate thing where this guy starts off Kind he starts of from sucking. zero. Yeah, like he starts sucking, and then gets, and then slowly yeah. becomes the the best guy ever that you want to suck off, and it's great. Yeah. So that's Versus... what I hated about the slime show. Yeah. Is that he gets super powerful in the first episode, and I'm like, wait, no, you guys are doing the arc wrong. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't like. Liked? I don't gel with that. Is it the slime show liked? Like it's a popular show. Yeah, I've heard I hear nice things about it, but that that doesn't mean anything as we've as we've asserted. Yeah, no, because Sword Art Online, shitty as it is, definitely has a fan base. Oh man, and they're very oh. vocal. I've, I've I've managed to avoid them. I think pretty nice, which I'm comfy with. They're oh. not twelve years old anymore, so maybe they don't talk about it so much. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. God, shitty show, rat. Oh boy. What have you been up to? So, I guess I mentioned this last time. I had just finished uh, Trails in the Sky, first chapter, and I was taking a week off work. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> very bad timing with Polly doing her marathon of work. I was like, oh, I'm off this week. I am relaxing. Let me <laughs> let me DM you every two hours to let you know how much I'm relaxing and, and you're not. good video games I'm playing. The big relax. The big relax. <laughs> So uh, this is probably so. I had a lot of time and I played a lot of video games, and I would say this is probably the strongest string of games I've ever brought to a socks cast. Oh shit! Oh damn! So just in the last two weeks or so, here's what I did: I played Wander Song. That's a very good video game. And then I followed that up with Four Two Eight Shibuya Scramble. I haven't played it yet, but I'm gonna, and I know it's good. And then towards the end of my vacation, a little game called Sekiro Shadows Die Twice oh, came out. Oh. <laughs> and then I was like, mm, I want a game that isn't going to make me want to die. So I picked up the puzzle game Baba Is You. Oh, hey, there you go. <laughs> so I've been up to some stuff. You've been doing some shit. Good string. So I'm not going to talk about Sekiro because that's the one that's like. Where if I talk about it, I'll literally a have a stroke. <laughs> It makes me mad. It's very, very hard. And <laughs> Do you feel it's hard for the wrong reasons? Do you feel that... I really point... kind of started to think of that last night, where you... it's just like... Do you feel at this point that From Software is kind of just like bought so much into their own bullshit that they can't make an original idea anymore? And that like... Uh, difficulty this game is, is the totally point. newer. Uh, I said I wasn't going to talk about. I'm this gonna game. make you do it anyway because it's oh. fresh. That's the thing. I want to. I want to poke at that wound a little bit. Big relax is over. Big relax <laughs> is over. <laughs> I think the the time on the deflect could be a little bit longer because mm. I was fighting an enemy last night where it's like he flash. He like he does this cool stylish. My katana is sheathed, and then in an instant I've hit you. Is he in a blue robe? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I, know so. who, I know who you're fighting. And it's just like, I see him flash, I hit the button, and he's already hit me. And I'm like, 
I don't know what the fuck to do. I am hitting the button like as fast as I possibly can, and it's just not enough. And I did eventually get by him, and I did learn the timing. You just you basically have to do it before he swings. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I think that the deflect stuff is a little bit rougher than I'm used to in a From Software game. Mm. I've heard the difficulty in that game is weird though, where it's really hard up front and then valleys, and then gets really really hard at the very end. Mm. <laughs> Sounds great. I have that so, game installed, but I think I just want to uh, play Bloodborne. Yeah. There's a lot in this that feels like it kind of evolves from Bloodborne. Mm. Like, the whole prosthetic arm thing is very similar to some of the tools you get in Bloodborne later on. Yeah, I'm probably going to play that one first, just because I've got yeah. it, and I know I like it, and I want to finish it, get closure on it. I yeah. have Bloodborne, too! Yay! My copy doesn't too? work. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. It's so good. It's so good. I spent an entire month being mad and then just like and sending the game away because it was just like, fine, I don't want to fucking play it. It's stupid. I hate and this thing. <laughs> and then I finally get around to wanting to install it again. It's like, oh, the disc just doesn't read anymore, but all of my <sighs> other PS4 games do. Okay. It's this just the game. Good. This is accidentally calling somebody out, but I don't know who it is, so it's fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you gave that copy away, maybe if somebody who wanted to play it took it. Yeah. Yeah. Then they would have seen, oh, this copy's just bust. Yeah. Way to go, person that I'm not going to name, but you know who you are, initials DS. Oh, no. Whoops. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm not going to think about that. So uh, there will be more Sekiro talk because I'm going to keep picking away at that game for the next... Year, <laughs> I'll be sure to make a Sekiro podcast cover. Because in, in like that, ten years, I'm at a new boss now where it's like he has two forms, and then the, the third form just one shots me, and I'm like, <laughs> well, fuck this. <laughs> I hey, know. Rhett, it's... Have you have you tried? Um, have you tried? We tried getting good. I'm reminded. Yeah, I'm reminded. I'm reminded of the start of Dark Souls Two, where the old ladies are like, "And you'll lose your souls." <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, dark. Okay, here. Dark Souls Two is the one where I think they bought into their own bullshit about the marketing, and oh, it's so hard. Like that's the. I know, but that's the, just what it reminds me of at this point. Yeah. It's like when I hear from software, it's just like I just see a company that's bought into that <laughs> bullshit and can't make a game that's actually immersive anymore. So because it's oh, the marketing is way more fun and profitable if we just say it's hard, and then nerds online can feel like they got a big dick. Big dick. <laughs> see, like that's the thing is, like I've seen people being like, "Well, Bloodborne and Dark Souls Three are the easiest games they've done." So this is more of a return to form. Like, this is probably the hardest game they've done. I don't know. Hey, what the fuck? It's just... I don't know. It's like, I can't believe I'm spending so long in the game. I said I was not going to talk about... We're like... We it. There's Dark Souls as, like, kind of the template, basically, for what these games can be. And then Bloodborne is like, okay, what if you didn't have a shield and everything is about dodging? You know? Mm-hmm. And then Sekiro is still very fast like Bloodborne, but it's all like, what if the parry was everything? Okay. So it doesn't really play similarly, but it requires you to get really good at this one. Get good! I yeah. I really appreciate that. I thought it was really cool, because I never played with the... with I, I always just had a big shield, so yeah. Bloodborne was like, oh, I have to really change how I play these games yeah. after Dark Souls and Demon Souls. 
Plus, I skipped um, Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 2. So I, I rather Dark Souls 2 and Dark Souls 3. So I'm yeah. like, I've only played Demon's Dark and Bloodborne. So I'm very yeah, like... That's a good trilogy. I have not been burned out. I played Dark Souls 3 and I just, you know, just kind of tanked through everything until the very end where it's like, oh, these enemies, you can't tank them because they're hitting so hard. So I just went double-handed and beat the rest of the game really easily. <laughs> So it's like, okay, I'll just take this Y-hander and two-hand it, and boom, you're dead. Hey, this is where I say I've never played a single Dark Soul game. Yeah, they'd make you too mad. Yeah, you. Those would not do wonder. Those would not do you Actually, migraines. Actually, I've heard, pe- I've heard people say like Sekiro reminds them of either a rhythm game or a fighting game because yeah. of just how the clashes work. Because mm-hmm. it's like. I've heard people say, like, there's a point in this game where you either get it or you don't, and I'm not over that hump yet. Because, mm-hmm. like, when you clash with an enemy, which is pressing L1 right when they hit you, and, this, you know, there's a little sword spark to indicate you did it right, like, they don't necessarily stop attacking. No, they keep going! <laughs> yeah, so you might have to be doing, like, ching, 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 like, and I think you're <laughs> trying to match that rhythm with the L1. It's, it's very hard. Mm. <laughs> Enemies are very aggressive. And like a lot of the early enemies, you can just mash R1 on them and then break their defense because they have no... There's no stamina in this game. Like, they do a lot to change up that formula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing that sounds really cool about this one is it just sounds extremely stripped down. Like, they just took out most yeah. of the RPG stuff. They took out all oh, the they, weapons. That's what they, I, I like that. That sounds cool there, to me. There's the one weapon, your sword. That's yeah. it. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm here for it. But, like, there is actually a lot of character progression. It's just not through traditional experience and level. Yeah, there are like skill trees before. and shit, but... There's skill yeah. trees, there's skill points, well, I guess it was the same thing, but there's also your prosthetic arm, and that has upgrades, kind of like, oh, I found iron ore, and I found, like, magnetized iron ore to get the ah. second level upgrades. So, there is... Perfect. There's still a lot of insanely gamey shit, like, the, sk- mm. the menu to upgrade your arm is, like, six tiers deep or something, it's, like, it's fucking huge. It's, like, what God, the man. hell? Alright. But you can also shoot flames out of it, so that's fucking cool. So, like, my main tactic right now is to just set guys on fire to get their health down a little bit. Yeah, man. <laughs> Douse them in oil, set them on fire. Yeah. It, it's very hard, though. <laughs> like, But it's weird, because, like, normal enemies shouldn't ever kill you, because there's no stamina. You can just run forever. Yeah. <laughs> this is the, this is the from software game that acknowledges that players, yeah. a lot of the time, are just going to run away. Or it's, like, the one built for speedrunning, because, yeah. like, that's the thing. Like, I'll spend, like, an hour clearing an area, and then it's like, well, what if I just want to get between these two, you know, air quotes, bonfires, and then you just run past everything super trivially. It's like, oh, that took, like, literally 30 seconds. Like, the <laughs> the statues are so close together in this one. Like, I found two in the same room, and I was like, that's a little excessive, guys. Yeah, agreed. Like, there's... I don't know why they did that. There's literally like four enemies between <laughs> these two bonfires. And I'm like, okay, really? Really? I don't know. I think it's because you can enter from two different sides. And they were like, well, if you came in this way first, you'd probably want a bonfire here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But that's not what the game I'm talking about. I was going to start off with Wander Song. Okay, oh, well, let's talk about let's talk about John Thayer's musical adventure. John Thayer presents Wander Song, a John <laughs> Thayer game. 
God, I've played so much since this, though, where it's, like, starting to already fade in my memory. This game's very good. Oh, yeah. Cool. It is, like, the most, like, oh, I needed this right now. Like, pure, happy enjoyment. I don't know. Like, there's just a lot of words I can attach to this game. This is a game game. that is just out and out positive. uh, It it, it just bleeds. It's just, like, radiating positivity at every moment. Yeah, positivity, I think, is, like, the good word to, like, it is... It recognizes that things may not be great in the world and says, like, hey, let's let's be better. Yeah. Because the thing I... So this is a game where you play as a bard, and he's not the hero in the story, but he's going... And he finds out the world is ending, and he's going to save the world. He's very determined to do this. Mm-hmm. And the first few chapters are, like, super, super upbeat and happy, and everything's going great. Mm-hmm. And then what really surprised me about this game is, like, I think around chapter three, I was like oh, I am totally down for this game to maintain this tone the whole way through, like, this super happy, like, upbeat thing. And then it actually isn't that the whole time. Like, there ends up being more depth to the story and the characters than is initially. It's like like, the typical three-play structure, there's the dark middle chapter, you know. And the dark middle chapter is really good. Yeah, And then then there's the dark final chapter. Oh, (laughs) man, that dark final chapter is real fucking good, though. Yeah, like, this game is super, super good. I think maybe the pacing is a little weird, because there's one chapter that is, like, significantly longer than all the others. Yeah. And I read in the... So there's actually this hidden dev room you can find at the end. I'm not sure if you did that. I did not find the dev room. No. Yeah. I'll show you how to do it later. Cool. But basically, the lead programmer in that was talking about how the original idea for the game was the wheel of, Mm -hmm. like, singing... And then the initial story idea he came up with, like, turned into Chapter 5. Oh. So that's why that one is, like, more fleshed oh. out than the others, because that basically was the whole game at one point. I see. Huh. That's kind of cool. Yeah, so it's about these two warring kingdoms, and you kind of go back and forth to try and mend things. Yeah. With singing! With singing, because that's all you do in this game, and there's, like, no fail states either. Nope. Like... You can fail the platforming and it just, you know, teleports you back up. But, like, all the big moments, like, boss fights and stuff, and this game has boss fights. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but I don't think you can How actually fail. How like that have a boss fight, though? But that's what's so cool is, like, they it come actually up does. They have really, really creative stuff. They're really smart with how they handle it. Yeah. Just, like, you see then, it with just, like... Just like 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 you see that there are these inklings of how they're going to use this singing system where you can like you sing to plants and in the direction that you're singing like the plant will like grow under you twist and turn that way and it's how you platform around and shit that's just like some of the basic shit that they have you do with all of the singing stuff and they mm-hmm. they really push that system as far as they can go hmm. yeah it's really neat i mean I was going to say, yeah, the singing's great. Like, they keep changing it up, like, what you're doing with the platforming stuff. And then, you know, the special moments are all really re- unique. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's nice that, it, I don't know, I always really connect to music in games. So this is a game about music, basically. Yeah. So which makes it extra good. Yeah. Yeah, Tegu Gemini in the chat mentions the character Miriam, who easily was the is... standout for me. Miriam is character of the year. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Yeah, she's pretty much already character. She's so good. And, like, she's this witch that 
you know, joins you partway through the game pretty early on is like your sidekick to help save the world. And she's kind of not into it a whole lot. Yeah, she's kind of got like, like she kind of doesn't see it as futile, but there's just yeah. enough there pushing her along to, because she's mm-hmm. got her own little journey to go on. Yeah. Uh, so you're kind of experienced. You, you're both kind of going on this little adventure, but you both have different goals. Mm-hmm. And like the dynamics between the bard and Miriam and the way they interact with one another is humorous and absolutely fucking heartwarming. It's really great. Like her character arc is like so well done. And like, again, it was, a, it hits you when you're not expecting these, like this game kind of looks like, I hate to say it like, like a flash game. It really points, does. Yeah. Where it's just got this real kind of off kilter art style. Off kilter. looks a little paper. Yeah. A little paper. But like, also, the way it uses colors and gradients makes it look like Flash. Yeah. Like, literally, like, like Flash. Like, those basic fade colors. So, like, but they will have conversations that are, like, way too real and hard-hitting. Yeah, they they really cut to the heart of matters. While these little sprites stand there, like, not really moving a whole lot. Like, I, there's one with Miriam where, like, I don't think her sprite changes the entire time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but she's is. like bearing her soul to you while her sprite doesn't move. It's really funny. Yeah, it's and they've got like cute little voice clips to kind of back it up, though. And those are really nice. They kind of add yeah. a little bit of dynamic to the moment. Cool. Yeah, the other thing I like about this is that you can talk to characters, and then it'll give you a little prompt to talk to them again. The dialogue's always different. Yeah, you. If you want to, like, talk to all the NPCs in the game and get, like, all of the fucking dialogue, man, you're... Yeah, that's the way to play that game. Talk yeah. to everybody, because you can and then exhaust... keep talking to them. Yeah, keep talking to them. You'll exhaust their entire dialogue tree. That's the thing, is that it's really smart, in that if they don't have something new to say, the prompt just won't be yeah, there Yeah, it just won't show up anymore. Yeah. So it never breaks that illusion of, like, oh, they're... They're repeating you know, themselves. When characters repeat, like, it kind of breaks an illusion of them seeming like a real character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, and again, like, one of the best conversations in the game was just this optional thing with Miriam where I would just, she was following me around and get a prompt to talk to her. And so, like, this is really towards, like, it's the end of the game, basically. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, here's, like, 20 prompts to talk to Miriam if you want yeah. and have this really good conversation while you're walking up towards the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And it's just, Aww. it's crazy that this is optional. Yeah, like, this would be, like, like, a big moment in most games, and this is just kind of, like, it's tucked there if you want to see it. Yeah. But it's absolutely worth it. it. (laughs) Yeah, talk to everybody. Basically, my recommendation is, like, play this damn game, because it's really good. And it was made by three people, which is nuts. Yes! Like, that's the dev room. It's just, hey, I made the game, and then, hey, I did all the music, and then, hey, I did all the sound effects. (laughs) Like because the music and sound effects were such a huge portion of this yeah. game because it's a game about music. That game where it's like literally wa- Oh my god. I think they say it has like four hours of music. Yeah, it's so good. It's like they can't even put it on CD because it would be so big. It would have to be like a four CD set. Yeah, it's huge. But yeah, it's funny when you get to the end and the guy's just like, hi, I made the whole rest of the game because he talked to the sound people first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's a game about caring basically is what they said like we want to make same and like you know we've talked about like 
me and John, I guess all, all of us here obviously have made games. And like, mm-hmm. he says something about like, my goal with Wandersong was to make something positive for the world. Mm-hmm. Like, you should try doing that too. And I'm like, I will. I will. Oh. I will. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 re- so, I released a psychological horror game where people kill each other. <laughs> well, it's, it's good it for had somebody. a good message at the end. It's good for somebody, yeah. A poly dungeon's got a positive message. There you go. There's my positive. There you go. Like, I don't <laughs> like, like Red said, we had we had the nice positive message at the end of the psychological horror game, which we then tore apart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, uh, those games were not made to be malicious, though. No, like, come on. You're, no. You're, I know you're joking, but and after five, yes, you should play Wander Song, but you won't because it's not a triple A game, and you only play triple <laughs> A games. So <laughs> called, yeah. out. called out, called out. So, so Wander Song is very good, but I'll move on from the table because I already talked about two of the four games. All right. Um. Okay, Rhett. Throw it yeah. back. Throw it back to Sayara. Uh, okay, hold on. I gotta get back in the groove. All I gotta do is say. I mean, you, you kind of had a good one there right before you cut that off. I don't know. What? Like, I said, Sayara, back to Japan. And then you were like, no, break. Dog, I had to pee. I know, but you could just take my, what I said then and then <laughs> use that take because this one's not going to be as good. Okay. Sayara, take us back to Japan. Rhett's being a bitch. Let's go back to Japan. Let's go back to Japan. That was that was a hard a hard push. That was that was a Segui. That was a good Segui. Let's go back to Japan. Hero is it Segui as fuck? So Japan arcades. Yo, everywhere. Rhythm games everywhere. They are freaking everywhere. All the. Arcades in America just went to Japan now. Yeah, basically. It's like in in one area, like that's not the quote anime land, I must have seen like five different arcade game stations. And not just like a, a room with a couple of games. These are like legit game centers. It's like game centers. It's like multiple floors, about a billion freaking games and like Stuff that requires internet and rhythm games up the wazoo and like po- VR pods and like helicopter games. It's just ridiculous huh. the amount of shit that they had in these things. That is another big attraction. I need to. I, I want to experience. I want the full game center experience. I'm gonna go in with a hundred fucking dollars and just <laughs> go crazy. Dude, it is so loud. That's awesome. Oh boy, it's so loud. But the only thing that's more louder than a game center. Is a pachinko slot. Yeah. Oh yeah, pachinko slot. Yeah. Which I still have not really been into one because it's like these are just too much noise pollution for my taste, and that's coming from me wanting to listen to like every single rhythm game ever going off at the same time. It's still <laughs> too much freaking uh, noise pollution inside those places. Yeah. And it's mostly just boring old people gambling away their money, dropping balls in the slots. <laughs> Yeah. I went to I did go to a casino in Canada for the first time and it was like ninety five percent like sixty plus year olds. Playing the penny slots. That's where it's at. Yep. <laughs> I did that the other day. I actually went to a casino, played, spent five dollars and I got back thirty five cents. There you go. Woo. 
good return. Good return on investment. <laughs> it was great. Um, but arcades. Every single uh, arcade game now has like memory cards that you have to bring with you whenever you want to like save your um, your progress. Oh wow! If it's like a, a more updated kind of game, like uh, more modern. Yeah. If it's like um, you know, like a old uh, old ass game that is like no, it doesn't have any of that. You just put in your fifty cent yen or fifty yen and play like that. But most game centers don't have very much of that. It's just like all new stuff. I think probably the closest comparison that I could consider it with is like uh, David Buster's or Round One. Mm. Uh, Julian's, if that's still a thing where you are. Nope. Okay, well, it's basically like a whole bunch of arcade games that are like always being updated and upgraded and like always the newest state-of-the-art shit which is cool for me because i haven't played most of the new rhythm games at all since mm-hmm. like 10 years ago because all the playstation versions stopped like um with the playstation and, 2 yeah it's like hey here's a here's beat mania 16 and i'm like yeah this is awesome i want to play it again it's like yeah we're at beat mania 26 now i'm like oh well, that's that's cool, I guess. But um, like I said, most of them they need to have like their own special cards. Luckily, last year I think like after we left, they're making it so that you can use just one card to save multiple companies' games. That's so, actually like, pretty cool. Yeah, because before you needed to have the Konami card to play like DDR. You needed the uh, Namco card to play Taiko Drum Master, for example, mm-hmm. or Idol Master. You need the Sega card to play any of their like network Sega games or My My or whatever. So yeah. it's like now that you only need like one or two, and you can play like anything in any of the, like major game centers, which is a godsend. Except that since I have all the old cards anyway, and I have no idea how to transfer that data over from one card to the other. I'm just, like, traveling around with, like, five different save cards. Damn. It's just like, yeah, I need I need the meme card. No, uh, the mime card. No, I need the banana port card. It's like, fuck, I can't find it. <laughs> it's like, we, well, like, I can only think of, like, one or two Midway arcade games that did, like, memory card stuff here in the U.S. And, like, I think, like, one of the NFL Blitz games did... Like, I was it, like Cruising World, Cruising USA had like yeah, a card, yeah, and you had to key in like your like a phone number whenever you played it. It's similar yeah. to that, the Konami ones. Like you, you slap your card on the on the on the on the uh, the console, and then you enter in a passcode so that it knows that it's you and not just somebody just playing with someone's random card. Yeah, but um. That's all fine and dandy. I like those kind of things. Like, being able to, like, remember what kind of settings that you played with. Like, what character did you last play in in a fighting game? Or, you know, what's what uh, records you have for all the songs that you play or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's cool. What I don't like is that some of these rhythm games and, like, other games are, like, gotchas now. Oh, where you no. can get cards Uh-oh. that you use to, up, quote, upgrade... You're playing experience with uh, said arcade games. Mm. Uh, 
That's so freemium arcade games. Yep. Like so so for example, there's a uh there's a game called Can Coil, which is like, you know, boat waifu game. Uh-huh. And you need to uh get cards either digitally or physically get cards printed out for you of like certain characters. Oh, that's... that you could use them for the game. That's... Which is like fine, whatever you know. If you're gonna be like that, whatever. Maybe you want to get your your favorite character or your favorite <laughs> boat or whatever. Like whatever, I can deal with that. The Love Live game does that. They you can get like get a card printed of like you know, Hanukkah. It's like yeah, I got a card of Hanukkah and I can use her, and she's like remembers who I am and everything. Whatever. One... She remembers who you are. Well, it'll be like hey, because it knows your name. So it'd be like hey, Sayara, <laughs> let's let's do the live. Let's play a song or whatever. <laughs> Oh, Sayara, I love you. Oh no, God, no! I haven't gotten that far. This yet. is going down. This <laughs> yes. is going down some bad territory. <laughs> but, but uh, one rhythm game that I played, which is really fucking complicated, but also really fucking fun at the same time, made you use these uh, gotcha gotten cards to make your team stronger. I say in quotes in order to beat songs. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> so, the way that this game works is called uh, Ongeki or Ungeki or something. Mm. You have six buttons, two like slap things on the side of you, on like like arm lengths on the side of each of you, and a joystick. You you drive uh, like a little mascot character on like the playing fields, and you have to push the buttons in like you know like DDR fashion, where if like it hits your center spot, you got to push that button or whatever, or you'll hold it or whatever. Right. If your character is not in like the play field because you're not like driving the character around, you're not actually able to press any of the buttons. Like it disables you from actually hitting buttons. What? So so it's like you have to you know drive your character, push buttons, smack the slide smacker thingies. And avoid being shot at by bullets because the enemy will shoot bullets at you while you're playing it. So it's like you want to play rhythm games, you want to play bullet hell, you want to play um, platforming. This is a game for you. It's Jesus. like okay, it's complicated, <laughs> but when you actually get into it, it's actually a lot of fun. It's like, dude, this is fun. I'm enjoying the shit out of this. So they give you like you know three characters. Like these are the characters that you use to you know guide your your way through the song or whatever. And the songs they're pretty basic kind of stuff they have like their own kind of here's our cool rock music or here's our cool anime music that we made just for this game because sega does that still yeah then they have like you know anime songs or whatever the new hip animes are and j-pop songs and vocaloid and all this other kind of crap so it's like cool whatever so when you get to the harder difficulties the game warns you that you're not strong enough to beat the song because uh, when you when you like hit the buttons and you're like doing good, like you're getting all the combos or whatever, you're killing the opponent's life bar, quote mm-hmm. unquote life bar. <laughs> and if you can't kill the opponent's life bar, you don't actually beat the song. <laughs> Which is like, huh? That's because in every other game, it's like if you don't have a high enough life bar, like in like uh, some of the other rhythm games, if you don't have a mm-hmm. high enough life bar, you fail. Like yeah. If you don't have like eighty percent life or whatever, you'll fail the song. But this one, it's like if you don't do hundred percent damage to the opponent, you lose, or uh. rather, you draw. And I'm like, I just got like 
a 500 combo on a, a level 9 song <laughs> the first day that I played this fucking thing. You're going to tell me that I didn't win? That's so stupid. <laughs> and so it, like, suggests to you, oh, well, make sure you level up your characters and get new ones by, you know, playing the gotcha. And I'm oh. like, all right, what the fuck? So I God. did it. They give you a free they give you a free draw. It's like, you right? got these shiny cards. I'm like, yay, that's cool. And it prints them out for you, and you can, like, hold them, and they're, like, holographic and shit. I'm like, this is cool. Oh my God. But then they realize you actually have to use these cards every single time you actually want to play this game. And then some cards don't work against others. It's like rock, paper, scissors. Oh, my God. And I'm like, can I just, you know... Can I just do the rhythm game thing? And, and like, push buttons and slap button thingies and everything like that? Like, can I at least do that and not have to worry about all this gotcha nonsense? But, nope, not allowed. That's... That's stupid. It's they such a... Gotcha. It's, like, it's such a drag, because it's, like, it's actually really fun playing the rhythm games. But everything else about it sucks. It's like my life in PSO2 all over again. It's like the main <laughs> mechanic in this game is amazing. Fighting is so much fun. But everything about this game otherwise is complete hot garbage. And I hate that. Yep. Yeah. The gotcha experience. Hey, well, I like this writing. Hey, I like this music. Oh, look at all this garbage that I have to juggle. It's like, I don't want to have to juggle through all that. I just want to play the songs. I don't care if my character likes me. I just want to play the songs. <laughs> I want to be able to play, you know. That's not enough, Sire. You can't just play the game. You gotta, uh, you gotta invest. I don't want to invest in games that I'm only going to play for two weeks out of a year. Dailies. Oh my god. Your dailies. <laughs> hey, oh you my. played three songs today. You get done lock some more gold. Or maybe you'll give you a draw card so you can draw a character in the gotcha pool. No. Like, no, stop I hate it. everything about this. No, stop <laughs> it. It gets worse because there's other games that I played that have uh, similar kind of scummy bullshit like that. Um, for one, they had like that Fate Grand Order <laughs> arcade game, which mm -hmm. looks an interesting. Game? It's an arcade game. It looks like a hack and slash kind of like Dynasty Warrior type thing with like the fake characters. Huh. And I was like, well, this could be interesting. It also has a gotcha. I didn't bother doing <laughs> any of that. So it's like an arcade Ooh. version of that Extella Link game that just came uh, out, I guess. It might okay. be. But it yeah, didn't work at series, all. They have a series of hack and slash games. Didn't work at all. Like I put I put the coin in there to try it out. So I'm like, what the worst that could happen? I'll try it and I'll hate it. You know, whatever. I put the coin in there and it kept on spinning out my money. It's just like it knew that I was gonna like not want to play it. Yeah, it just, <laughs> just sensed your intentions already. Money. I was like, oh okay, I guess I'm not playing that. And then at one point, I put like my coin in there and it spit it out. I put my like you know put my hands back into the machine to get the money out. Mm. Somebody had left a whole bunch of coins in there, and so I was like, oh, oh okay, uh, damn. I guess I just got four extra four extra credits to play some <laughs> other game that's not this one. Damn. Someone else was like, what's the worst that could happen? They put money in and they didn't think it came back yeah, out. They were like, they well, what the fuck? Thought the yeah. machine was busted and went on with their time, went on with their day. Nope. They lost out on one one whole coin. But um I played a game called Bomber Girl. Hmm. Okay. Is this Konami? Yes, this is Konami. Okay, so it is like a Bomberman thing. And yeah, it's, it's, and it's a Pachinko machine. No, and no it's a gotcha. It's a gotcha. It's of a gotcha. course, it is a gotcha. 
But it's a cosmetic gotcha from what I've seen so far. It's like you can dress your bomber girl in cool costumes. Oh, jeez. So it's like, all right, whatever. That game is awful. <laughs> oh, no. Like, it, no. It, it's basic. It's like the basic grid bomberman kind of deal where you, you plant bombs and like they explode in cross shapes. Yeah. Whatever. It's like... Uh, player versus player experience where you have like one group of people on one side and like it connects online to find other opponents that you can play against Mm -hmm. or cpu or whatever and every character is like 500 percent over sexualized for basically (laughs) no reason of course and whenever you like blow up enough times (gasps) your your clothes explode I'm the this. only saving grace, the only saving grace about that is it actually shows that they have, like, you know, burn marks and, like, fire and stuff. So it's, like, it's, like, actually showing that they got blown up as opposed to, like, oh, oh no, my robes are being disrobed or whatever. <laughs> Rhett's pretty into this. But... I was like, okay, I can, I can, you know, I played, I played uh, Neptunia, the 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 hack and slash Neptunia game. I played Sad Ran Kagura. I can get over this exploding clothes bullshit, whatever. Right. The control is so clunky. Like you get a joystick, and like the joystick was, it's like so unresponsive to you trying to move around and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you have to use like a touch screen on top of that to like, you know use skills and plant bombs or whatever that it was just like such a sluggish awful experience and i'm like this is terrible what have they done to the bomberman franchise it's konami they don't really give a fuck about actual you know game stuff you see i would disagree if only because all the rhythm games are still like you know king tier but those are like formulas that have already been established and i don't think they have to change that much like those are engines and shit that are already like done. Like fair. they don't they don't have to invest a lot in that. That's fair. They're still good though. <laughs> but it's it's like dreadful how how bad it was when compared to like all these other type of games that Sega is making and that like whatever the two gun battle versus opponent game i don't even remember what it's called it's like you have two guns and you have like multiple characters you strafe shoot people around in like an online battle thing that's really you can attach you can attach the two guns together to get like a special gun power and depending on who you use you get like a different one like Mm -hmm. one character gets like a scythe and starts like slashing at people like a long range slice attack and stuff so I'm like, this is pretty cool. This is enjoyable. And it has, you know, no gotcha. It oh, was shit. actually fun. I was like, you know, I could get used to this. But trying to understand anything that goes on in that game, it's just like, I would need to actually have it written in English to me to get any kind of understanding. Because it's like, you know, everything is written in Japanese. And the only words that I can understand is yes or no <laughs> or tutorial or continue. And I'm like... Oh man, I don't understand a single thing that's going on because me and my friend tried to play with each other. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they have like multiple stations, kind of like if you were play Daytona USA. If one player connects to one and player three connects to theirs, yeah, they'll be in the same game. 
So we were trying to do that, and we couldn't figure it out to save our lives. <laughs> it was just like, what button do we push? We just want to play with each other. We want to fight each other, and it just didn't work at all. <laughs> That's probably the worst part. It's like such a language gap that yeah. they don't care about anything being in English for you if you're not, you know, Japanese. Which, you know, to be fair, it's my fault. Should have known better. Mm. Still fun, though. Yeah. Um... What other games that I played that were notable? Sonic Blast Man. Sonic Blast Man. This okay. Is that the popular Hedgehog franchise? <laughs> <laughs> I wish, but um, it's a Taito game where you have like a punching bag that comes up at you, and you mm. have to like punch it as hard as you can. Oh yeah! And I this game this in the '90s. Is this like a new one? Yeah, this is a somewhat new. One. It's probably like within the last 10 years okay because i'm like thinking of like 96 or something for the original yeah it's like very campy it's like you know the first stage is you have to stop some bank robbers and you're like this super buff captain falcon looking ass <laughs> dude and it's like time to punch and you like punch like really hard <laughs> and the, the character's ragdolled it's like derps all over the, the stage like, and that's always awesome tables. It's so dumb, but it's so much fun. And it, like, records how much, like, you know, uh, force you had when you punch, and it gives you, like, a quota you have to reach. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you need to make sure that your punches reach, like, you know, 100 kilo or whatever. So, like, you keep going at it three times, and then when you finally do it, it's like, if you did it good enough, the, the person gets up and is like, I'm not done with you yet, and then dies. Because you <laughs> punched him so hard that he, like, flew all over a bank. <laughs> And it like goes from there. The second stage is you you punch a fucking truck, and yeah! the truck has the same ragdoll effects. Where it's like, <laughs> the truck just like flies way past it, like this into the city horizon. It's like I just punched a freaking truck like a billion miles away. This is so stupid, and I love it. That is my kind of arcade game. Ah, it's so much fun. But I never got past stage two because it, it requires you to have like way insanely high. Um, uh, energy punch. Yeah, and, you, and you're a wimp. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I am very much so a wimp. And I was like, I can't do it. My punches are like 30 and 40, and it's like... Eh. My punches are like the slap of an infant. <laughs> They're not that bad. <laughs> They're bad in the game, too. <laughs> in the chat, Poncho Smith mentions there's a Sonic Blast Man on the SNES. Mm -hmm. So yes. these games have been around for a while. But that one looks like it's just a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Yeah, yeah, Sonic Blast Man started I, as that. Yeah, I thought I recognized the name. Oh. Sonic Blast Man is also a character in Puzzle Bobble 3, which is one of the best puzzle games of all time. Oh, weird. Because, you know, Taito was like, let's find Taito characters for our game. So they have, like, a fortune teller, uh, a quiz girl, who's like, just a generic jester. Yeah. The bubble bobble characters. Uh, the the sorcerer drunk. His name is drunk. I think it's drunk. Mm. And then it's like, here's a Ryu clone, and here's Sonic Blast Man. <laughs> it's like the Ryu clone. What are you doing here, Ryu? <laughs> Fucking just being in every game ever. Um. What else was fun? Dance Rush. That's what I want to talk about. Dance Rush. Okay, so Konami has a, a newer a newer dance game out that's um, not 
like DDR, where it's like you have to like press arrows in like a certain direction or whatever, all the game requires you to do is to use the right or left foot to stamp on like this giant play grid mm-hmm. in order to like actually try to dance. Like, it's, like, trying to get people to actually do, like, shuffling and, like, doing the running man and, like, all these other, like, actual dance moves. And it has, like, all this, like, super EDM-type uh, electric electronic dance music kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was so much fun. Like, I didn't know how to do, like, any, like, the, 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 the pro skill kind of stuff. But, like, when you actually find, like, a YouTube of somebody doing that shit, and it's, like, this is, like, legit dancing. And it's, like, awesome. Yeah, but like was... dancing dancing games that actually incorporate real dance moves is kind of like that's that's pretty cool as shit. Yes, it's also nice that it's like very 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 lenient and generous about how you actually step because yeah. like as long as your feet are hitting the the platform and you're doing something like if it tells you to like the the drop down like if you just like dip your head ever so slightly it triggers that you dropped or if you try to jump and you like curve your back upward it will trigger that you jumped so it's like you know as long as you're doing like some kind of a dance move it's gonna say you're doing great you're getting five stars (laughs) way to be funky you're awesome and it has like air horns and all this other like really hip trendy shit it's like yeah i feel so cool (laughs) so arcades they're fun they're loud they're enjoyable Playing rhythm games in like groups is more fun than playing by yourself. Yeah, there's a uh, guitar guitadora, which is basically rock band or guitar hero, whatever. Mm-hmm. They have um, two guitars and a drum set up next to each other now, so all three of us like actually played together at the same time, like songs that we all knew. That's really that's cool. really nice. It was loud as hell. But it was just like, dude, we're all playing together. So if like one person fucks up, everybody gets messed up. <laughs> so it's like, cause, you know, we're all relying on each other to get like a timing at a song. So I'm like playing the drums, and it's like making you do like a snare and like a hi hat mm-hmm. and a foot pedal at the same time. And it's like do 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 kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm trying to sit there and like try to time all the drums and everything. I'm like. <laughs> Fuck, this is hard. This is actually really, really hard. Yeah, it turns out playing drums is actually kind of, you know, requires a little dexterity. A little taxing. Yeah, it's fun, though. I enjoyed it. But it's just like, you know, once you get, like, out of, like, the level one difficulty, because we all started, like, at level one, level two, kind of, like, the easy mode stuff. Yeah. Once we got to, like, the actual harder stuff where there's songs that we actually know from, like, you know, the other games that I played and introduced to them. It was like, wow, this shit's actually really hard, but it's like really satisfying when you actually play it right. Yeah. And everybody's like all into it and everything. It's like, yes, this is the greatest. Cool. Is it kind of like Rock Band? Like just the that kind of flow to it, or is it? It's exactly like shape? Rock Band. Ah, exactly cool. like Rock Band. It's it's just instead of having everything on one screen, the drum has its own station. So he can look at his own screen to play, and then the two guitars have, like, half of each side of the screen. Yeah, that's that's a pretty cool setup. That's really nice. It was very enjoyable. Very enjoyable. So, while I was in Japan, uh, I ran into my friend, like I, like I said, I mentioned who I met from PSO2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me that I should get back into playing PSO2 because they're giving away all this free stuff to make it, like, you know, 
actually able to get like the best gear or whatever before the new episode starts because episode five is done. Oh, damn. we're no longer oh, in like boy. fantasy land. We're going back to space apparently. Oh, and um, I was like, yeah, I tried getting back into it, but like the weapon that I want, the uh, Atlas weapon, mm-hmm. which is a which is like you know a pretty high high end weapon class or whatever. It's like it's gonna be impossible for me to get all the pieces to do it. Yeah, he was like, "No, man, it's gonna be easy. Next week they're gonna like at the time. Next week they're gonna have it so that you can get all of like the, these pieces to get those fancy ass weapons of the." <laughs> this is like this is like a friend like reaching up out of the muck and trying to yeah, pull you trying back to in. just like, pull you back. Join under. me in here. No, but he's so nice. He is, he enjoys the game though. Like he enjoys playing it. He plays it whenever he gets a chance. So like he's having a good time playing it, and he likes playing with right. me when I play. It. So it's like he wanted me to get back into it so I can play something with him because he doesn't play Final Fantasy. He doesn't play Overwatch or any of the other games that I played that are not like rhythm games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like we had that one thing that we'd play together, and I was like, yeah, you know, if that sounds good, I'll try it. In three days, I was able to get. The final ultimate weapon for the Tekker. Which is mind blowing because originally it was going to take like months to get all the collection files done and then like hope to God that you get the one weapon that you need to get the uh, the last piece to get your weapon. It's just like this is going to take forever, but then it took three days. That's I'm a... sure for some people they did spend months doing it. Yeah. And now they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, for them, MMOs. For them, they have like a campaign kind of thing where <laughs> you can get more of those pieces to make your <laughs> other weapons. So, like, if they already have like, um, you know, the ultimate wand, they can yeah. get pieces to get like the ultimate sword or the ultimate machine gun, <laughs> or whatever, so that they have like you know more classes that they can do the mm. uh, super end game content with. Right. Which is great. What because... if somebody was a real no-lifer and had every super ultimate weapon before they did this? It's funny you mentioned that. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. I posted it this morning on Twitter that some dude got every single austere oh NT God. weapon what? done oh. in PSO2. Because um, when, when you quit... Austere was like the top of the pops back in the day. Like, yeah. you know, if you had Austere, yeah. you were you were a god. They released NT like series and made Austere a fifteen star, which is like the same like the Atlas weapon that I have is a fifteen star. Mm-hmm. And to get an Austere weapon, you needed like every single other fourteen <laughs> star in the game oh to get it. Like you need wow. to have a fade weapon. You need to have Ares weapon which drops from uh Anga Flurg or whatever. Like that stupid yeah. uh photon monster. You needed to get the Nemesis weapon that gets an ultimate force. You needed the uh, slave weapon which comes from the ultimate mines. So it's like you needed all this crap and a whole bunch of other, like, you know, EX cubes and stones and all the crap that you needed for the first austere to get this austere. Ugh. So it's like, <laughs> how the fuck did somebody get every single one of them already? Wow. This wasn't stuff you could have before? Like, I don't know. 
everything the, could have dropped beforehand except for the austeres themselves right. before. Like you okay. could go into the forest, ultimate forest, and randomly find you know uh, slate uh, nemesis wirelance. Yeah, and be like, okay, cool. Now I don't need to get any more nemesis wirelances. I have that one done. I want to think that they must have just been playing ever since you know episode three introduced that stuff, and then it finally paid off for them. I guess I don't know. That's nuts. But like it's, it's cool. Such a grind. It's cool now that I have like a fancy ass weapon because lately, how long till how long till episode six April does something 26. better? April 26. no, like oh, how long till oh. episode six makes a new ultimate weapon that's even better? I have I'll to think. Episode, I have to think episode five is in game. No, if they're doing episode six, that means they're gonna have to make something better at some point. But... The numbers get bigger, Polly. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah, the numbers get bigger and the game gets worse because of it. Then you grind six months for your new like twenty star. Look, and then if, if they if they make something better than like the Atlas thing, I'm not even gonna bother because I'm sure I'm not gonna need it. Well, you know, you, that's like, the thing was, about this game is that you've never needed you've this never stuff because it was super easy. It's just the solo content was kind of hard. All the group stuff was always trivial. It's still trivial to do this, the the uh, group stuff. Uh, they did add a new solo thing, which is actually frustrating, but kind yeah. of fun at the same time. They introduced, in the end of episode 5... Um, Major spoilers, you fight another guy who calls himself Dark Falls Persona. Which, at, <laughs> oh, the end no. of the, at the end of episode three, it's like you find out that you are the Persona because you yeah. kept them going through time, fucking up everything because you wanted to save, you know, waifu number four. Don't call Matoy that. God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so... You know, this guy comes out and he says, yeah, I am Dark Falls Persona. And so in the story, you fuck him up. He gets mad. He turns into Omega Masquerade or whatever. He's like the most edgiest motherfucker in the world. <laughs> He's got like, you know, a skull face. He has like fire coming out of his back. He has like super black Dark Knight armor. He has like this giant rose sword or whatever. It's, like, oh it's super edgy. God. It's like how the edge 2004 goth bullshit or whatever. They released a solo mode of him where he starts at level 1 mm-hmm. but he like fights like he's level 80 mm. and you can fight him every day up to 5 times and as you keep fighting him his map changes like it gets different looking his attacks change and it gets harder mm-hmm. and so having a 15 star weapon which I do now I get like a super bonus to my damage because I you know, spent all the hell trying to get the damn thing. So it's like now I get like a hundred and thirty percent bonus damage to whenever I hit him with anything. God. So I got this fancy ass wand, which you know, when you play wand, all you do is like you you press attack, you smack the enemy, you make a giant explosion, you do like double hits or whatever. Right. I hit him with a crit for like ninety to a hundred thousand damage just doing an <laughs> auto attack. And I'm like, this is fucking stupid. I'm doing so much goddamn damage. <laughs> Only problem is, if you keep attacking him with the same kind of attack... Oh, he adapts? He resists it. Oh. 
So he won't resist the auto attack, but he resists the explosion, which is like the majority of your damage. Right. So at after you like you you fight him, you know you're saying oh, I'm doing good at this. He gets mad. He gets all like the sky turns red. Like he's like super angry. Then he starts resisting like half of my attacks. <laughs> and it's like well shit. I don't do any magic attack. I have no magic damage. My all my stats are in strength. So I have to like circle around this guy. Smack him with auto attacks just enough that I could still kill him in like ten minutes. Oh my god! It's it's cool because like his attacks are like choreographed. Mm-hmm. Like you can see what he's doing. So it's like okay, I need to know. I need to dodge here, or if I'm playing like a classic and guard, I was like I can guard here or flip here or whatever. So it's like it's trying to time you to do, you know, countering and shit like that. So it's like a fun kind of different thing that you don't normally do in PSO2 because most of the time it's like don't get hit, do a billion damage, kill it in one hit. <laughs> this thing you actually have to sit there and like avoid getting hit, hit him a lot, try to vary your attacks and like get ready for him to do all this stupid nonsense because he has a lot of like bullshit ass attacks and they get worse as you like get higher up in the ranks. Mm. My friend who, uh, another one of my friends who's like playing this got to floor 600 and <laughs> 578 lord uh-huh so he's fought this she's fought this person 578 times and i watched them fight him one time at like those higher rank levels or whatever yeah he changes the rhythm of how he attacks at the higher levels. Oh my god. So it's like, if you're used to him like doing like a slash, and then like waiting a second, then slashing again, he'll like do his first slash, shoot something at you to like disorient you, and then slash you again like a second time. Oh my god. And it's just like, it does like cheap shit like that, that it's like, you know, like you're ready for whatever he's gonna hit at you, but then you're not. Yeah. You're just like, oh no. He's doing everything in wrong order. What <laughs> um, Have you tried using the special super secret, super cool ability that only you get and no one else got it, but you got it because you're super cool? You have and to, then like, you just effortlessly kill the boss with that? Yeah. You have to hit them enough to fill up a gauge to do that. Come on, John. Get with the program. No, you just use it. You just use the super cool great weapon that you got and no one else has, and yeah, then you win the game. That's how online games work. No. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> it's funny. I wish way, it were, though. The way John started that, I thought he was going to be like, have you tried uh, the super special technique of getting good? That's where I, that's where <laughs> I thought he was going. You know, because that's, that's what everyone told me before when I couldn't like get past stage one. I was like, I can't beat stage one. This is frustrating. And they're like, have you tried getting good? And I'm like, Because right. <laughs> I do feel like there was some similarities in how I played PSO2 compared to Bloodborne. Where, like, it was a lot of, like, knowing the range of your duck and your dodge and, like, dodging in after the attack to get in close and do some damage. So, can Tekker block now? Yes, they can. Oh, okay, that's new. It's, um, it's a, uh, a crafted ice spell. Uh, now, Barda, like, before, you just, like, you know, point out your wand and you spill, like, an ice stream or whatever. Uh, yeah. Now, Barda, with the craft, it turns into a shield. So, oh. like, you pull out the the sword, the, your wand, and you make, like, an ice barrier. So it's just like, you know, block! And then you shoot, like, a giant ice explosion at the enemy. Yeah, I think they just added that when I quit, but I never got good at it. Yeah, it's I wasn't fun. sure if it was, like, literally just holding up your wand to, like, no, don't hit me, plonk! Basically. It's like, no, don't do it! It's fun when you get, like, a crazy-ass crit number 
with a counter. Because, yeah. like, I've gotten, like, a 50,000 counter before, and I'm like, this is fucking stupid. I countered for more damage than that should have ever have hit me for. So you'd be great at Sekiro now, because you're all about that counter parry. Maybe, yeah. but Jump I'm right sure in. it's much faster than, It's like, much how, faster. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say, like, this guy's, like, at least on the level that I'm at, because I'm, like, you know, level 10. It's, like, five seconds before he decides he's going to slash. Ah. Uh. Just like, here I come, I'm gonna do it, slash! But if you miss that, you know, epic slow-ass slash, it hurts like like a motherfucker. You know, Tekker has, like, all the D-bands and buffs or whatever, so he can, like, have, like, super high defense. It still does, like, 700 of my HP. Mm. Oh, 700. Out of, like, you know, 1,200? That's a lot for a squishy-ass Newman. I would think that the numbers would be higher at this point. Yeah, I'm like, I thought I got up to like 2,000 HP at some point. Maybe I'm crazy. Um, <laughs> Whatever. I don't, I don't. I don't have like the uh, super fancy units because I don't deal like I don't yeah. feel like dealing with like that hell of a fixing. Yeah, that oh, system God, still made... fucking sucks. Ah, uh, God! I... Can you trade stuff in that game? Do you have to be premium. You still I have think... to be premium. Yeah. Oh, uh, I wonder if I could. I'm not actually going to do this, but, like, if I signed on and just gave you all my old shit, like, hey, the units might be good. Because I made some fucking, like, seven-slot unit right before quitting. Oh, my God. Seven-slot? I have, like, five-slot. I was like, fuck this. I ain't wasting all my life trying to do this shit. It was, like, real garbage of fixes, though, but, like, you know, at some point, they added up pretty nicely. Maybe it was... I don't know. Whatever. I was going to say, I think, like, the highest stat I had on one of my units was, like, 100 striking attack and like 100 hp and then some other bonuses on top of that it's like yeah i have 100 hp bonus i'm so good at this game i'm good at the fixing but then i got better units and they're like you need to upgrade these units now and then you'll never have to upgrade your units again like okay great the way they handled armor in that game was so shitty because it just never drops yeah it never drops especially if you want like the good the good units or whatever because like Probably when you're still playing, they just introduced twelve star units. Yeah, that was so the like, ones I grinded the, on. The ray, the ray units. I, didn't, I never got those. I got a couple from Deus Ex, whatever his name was, but I ran that like three times a day for like two months. Oh my god! Like you talking about? Oh, I grinded for three days for the ultimate weapon. I'm like this fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> I I did one Deus Ex like way later after he was like no longer relevant yeah it was just then i got a unit and a weapon from him i have never gotten a single (laughs) rare weapon from him at all the entire time i played against him and it's like here's a quillfod gun slash and a quillfod unit which is like the upgraded version of the deus esca weapons this is like why (laughs) what am i why That's like that's like the worst part about PSO two, I think, when it comes to like the rare drops, is when you get like, you know, you, you get the notification, you got something really rare and it's like, holy shit, I got a super awesome weapon. I'm so excited to get this. And you you uh you tech it and it's like Eternal Psycho one, fifteen star one, a fifteen star rod, and I was like why? I'm never going to use uh, a casting class for me to actually wanna have to use this. Yeah. So I just equip it to cast anti now. I'm just like, I pull it out, cast anti, throw it back into my pouch. It's like, yep, yeah, done with it. I think Polly's gonna 
fall asleep if we talk about PSO too much longer. So let's change the topic then. Um, um John? John? Hey John. Hey John. <laughs> I was here. gonna say I was gonna say, um how are you enjoying uh Baba is you? Oh. Oh you wanna throw to me? Throw to Rafael. Okay, we'll throw we'll throw to me. Uh Baba is you is a puzzle game and it is very damn good. <laughs> yeah, it looks real I mean I played the yeah. I played the prototype. It was really yeah. good and fun, so I've been very excited about what, this one. I wonder how long the prototype was like 13 levels like yeah, small okay. levels so this game's actually really big so like explain like they, to us like oh yeah so what is baba is you baba is you so this is the part that's going to kill polly's soul at its core this is a block pushing puzzle game no! yep <laughs> i want it to be a logic puzzle no it is don't worry it is but you have to do a lot of block pushing because that is the fundament. That is what you literally do. But I don't want the block puzzles to be like push blocks <laughs> to specific position because the puzzle. That's the only reason it makes sense. I want the logic to be why I'm. There's pushing definitely the block. puzzles where they have to be in certain spots to make sense with what you're trying to do. Unfortunately, <laughs> so you start this game and it's basically. The logic of the game is written on the screen in words that you can manipulate. Right. Like, that's probably the easiest way to explain it. I was listening yeah, to the Giant Bombcast this week, and Dan Reichert was trying to explain it, and it's <laughs> such a fucking terrible job that people who played the game were like, what are you doing? I, don't work. I played this game, and I don't know what you're talking about anymore. So, like, the words Baba is you are on the screen, and if you walk over to that's it... so three you blocks. Your, as three blocks, yeah. Every word, every block a word, you know. Every word a block. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if you walk over to it and push Baba out of the way, then the game just stops because you are not You're anything not Baba anymore. anymore. But you could go over to it and like push over a block that says tree, and now tree is you, and you're controlling the tree. All the trees <laughs> on the screen. Yeah, and if there's multiples of something, you can control them at the same time. So like you'll be all the trees, or you can write left to right or you can write up to down mm -hmm. so you could write baba is you going left to right and then above that tree is you at the same time ah. and now you're now you're controlling baba and the trees oh okay or you could just write flag is you and then at the other time flag is win and then you just win the level <laughs> there you go that's how you win them all <laughs> there's some this i think i've like so the thing about this game is that you always feel like you're cheating when you beat a level because yes. they're all kind of designed to look like real levels from a game. Right. But then you always go about them solving them in a way that clearly wouldn't be the intended way in a normal game. Like one of the early levels just has like a huge lava river across it. And the way to beat... There's actually two ways to solve that one, but one of them is to just write... Lava is Baba. <laughs> what? So then, so then all the lava tiles just turn into Baba tiles. So, that, <laughs> so then you're just controlling like 40 of them, and then it's trivial. You just get one of them to the flag. That sounds amazing. So it's the tutorial levels. Good. So the tutorial levels are super fun because they're they're pretty basic and it really indulges the real dumb stuff like that, mm -hmm. where you can just write like 
you is fl- or like flag is you flag is win <laughs> baba is win <laughs> stuff like that and then this game gets pretty hard because it is actually like a very in-depth puzzle game at its core mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which i'm sure some people may be put off by because it's it's a sliding block pushing game and they introduce so much stuff to the game like and it never gets overwhelmingly overwhelmingly complicated at least i'm about like halfway through it mm-hmm. but it never reuses like gimmicks for very long where like you'll have some levels that are like oh there's conveyor belts now and you have to like think about how you could put a block on a conveyor belt and then have it move over to another set of words down the line right in order to have a delayed reaction or something like that or there's like teleporters and now you like I'm trying to think is like tree is teleporter <laughs> so then if anything moves onto the tree it teleports to like the other tree in the level oh god and you can do stuff like push those words into the tree so that the word teleporter gets itself gets teleported but then it <laughs> but then it deactivates like you can break these levels really easily and you know it's very generous with its rewind functions yeah mm-hmm. and it's just sometimes you'll like one of the wor- verbs that you get, or not verb, or is it a verb? I don't even want to. <laughs> one of the, one of the modifiers you get is is the word has, mm. which means oh. if something gets destroyed, then there is something respawned in its place. Oh. So like early on, it'll be like chest has key. So then, oh. if you destroy the chest, there'll be a key in it. But then, one of the levels was like. You could set up this loop where it was like Baba, or it wasn't Baba, but it was like there's another character, Kiki, who Mm -hmm. shows up in some of the levels if you're going to have like alternate between who is you. Mm -hmm. So, like, I could do this thing where it's like Kiki has text, and then you push Kiki into the lava, and then when he blows up, the word Kiki is left in its place. Hmm. And then you move the words over to say, oh, text has kiki in it so then you push the text kiki into the lava again and a kiki pops out like the the animal that's <laughs> so that's can just, bizarre logic shit there that's the thing is like because you can there's no real time stuff and you can just keep chaining stuff together so eventually the, the answer to that level was to write baba has baba mm-hmm. <laughs> so that when you die another baba, another baba, pops, baba up. pops out yeah so you what can just yeah it gets weird (laughs) so you're just walking across like stuff that should kill you but you're just infinitely respawning instantly (laughs) amazing there was one level where it's like there were i had the words chest and key Mm -hmm. but i didn't actually have a chest or key already spawned in the level Mm mm-hmm and I don't remember how I did it, but eventually by the end of that level, like I was playing as both of them at the same time. Where, I, like, where it's like, chest is you, and then above that, key is you. And I'm like, okay, yep, that was certainly the thing that happened. <laughs> like, this game's great. There's one level where you write text as you. Mm-hmm. So then you're moving all of the text on the screen oh, at once. Wow. Oh, wow. So God. you have to, like, Which basically because... The logic. Yeah, so like then you have to carefully push up against certain things in order to change the logic while you are still the text. 
Oh my yeah. god. So there's there's Baba, which is like the actual sprite avatar you're playing as, and then the Most text Baba. And then the text Baba, which just is the word Baba, which can yeah. be used to define rules with other text objects. Yeah. And all of it are just objects on a sliding grid yeah. Yeah. that you walk around on. And then the word text can be modified a lot. Yeah. Oh, like, that's like where it starts going down a whole different kind of rabbit hole that my mind just goes, oh god, this is going to hurt my brain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so cool. Like, just in the little version, it was so yeah. cool. Yeah, like, I am definitely going to play this because I'm uh-huh. here I'm here for the logic You'll have systems. fun with those good tutorial levels. They're like, oh, this is really cute. Like, this game has such a good hook mm-hmm. of just being like, it's such a super inventive concept of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, like, it eases you into the difficulty pretty gently. And then it gets messed up mm. <laughs> a couple <laughs> of months in. This is the same dev as Environmental Station Alpha, which I think which is very is funny. Nuts. I had no idea until you said that. I'm like, yep. I understand it now, like, looking at that art style. Mm-hmm. But I like I like this game a lot more. Yep. Because it doesn't pretend to be Metroid Fusion for, like, ten but, hours. But maybe it does. Oh, yeah. But... It might get weird at the end. There's a bunch of achievements <laughs> on Steam that have like less than one percent completed, and they're they're just stuff like Baba is not, Baba is all, and I'm like, okay, oh, God. I have no idea where this game goes. But I've, <laughs> I saw one person say there's an quote extensive post game. Oh dear, and I'm like, oh boy, and I'm like already really struggling with like the mid game stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about like complete 100 percenting it i think oh, I, the... I really want to though because it's actually really fun but yeah it's funny where it's like oh is this gonna take me like as long as sekiro to actually beat yeah because this is kind of taken over sekiro is the game you're playing i noticed because you got sekiro and you were playing that and then you got baba as you well it was basically my week of vacation ended and i was like i can't deal with so many spinning plates right now mm-hmm. that are back to work and have Sekiro be one of those plates. That's pretty so demanding you, plate. So I'm going to put you down for a bit until I finish the next game I'm going to talk about, and then I'll then I'll pick you back up. Yeah, right. I put I put down Ease Eight for about two weeks, and I finally got back into it last night, and I was yeah. like, yes. But you know, Ease Eight those things. probably not as hard as Sekiro. Probably not. <laughs> true. Yeah, I went back to Sekiro last night after like not playing it for a week, and I was just like, oh god, I have to relearn the controls. Like this was a mistake. <laughs> But I got back into the groove, like, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Baba Is You is really good, and, like, I'm ha- having the Tetris effect thing now, where I look at words on a screen, and I see Baba, like, pushing them around. <laughs> oh, no! Baba just... Is You is good. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> cool. Yeah, and you get there's so many modifiers like the word and shows up so it's like baba is oh, you man. and something else oh god <laughs> or like object or like key and chest are you know something it's like you start you start writing more complicated sentences basically where yeah. it's not just is the whole time like that that's the thing that really impressed me about this game is that it has this super appealing hook and like unique gameplay thing and then it iterates uh, on that properly yeah it, cool. it sounds like it's going about yeah. it in a smart way to where it's not yeah. immediately off-putting if yeah you know after coming out of those tutorial levels where it's just like oh okay now here's the brick wall here's everything <laughs> uh, there's lots of brick walls in this though but you just have to write wall is not stop <laughs> damn 
Yeah, some of the, like the game's pretty good about being open about which a- areas it ha- unlocks you at some point. Mm-hmm. Like I think I have most of the rest of the game unlocked, even though I'm only like halfway through. So I'm like on world five, but I like have access to like nine or so mm-hmm. right now. So it's like if I get truly stuck, I could at least look at some more levels and probably also get stuck on those. <laughs> That's a nice thing. That's a nice touch when it's not just yeah. a linear string of things to get stuck on. Yeah. But it's also like, oh, they just introduced the word not. And I'm like, Uh-oh. this is this is going to get complicated because I think the solution was like to do a double negative. <laughs> oh. oh <laughs> it's God. like flag is not not win. <laughs> <laughs> that's genius that's the thing everything about this game is like oh that's fucking genius like, like, like yeah the way you feel like you're breaking it the actual solutions you always feel like you're getting one over on the game even though you're probably doing exactly how they intended it that's really cool the only thing is like some there's two types of levels in this game where i look at it and i go oh i get it and beat it in like five minutes <laughs> and and then there's levels where I look at it and go, I don't get it, and I struggle for like an hour. <laughs> and I hit one of those today, and I'm like, oh god, I, I don't get it, because I have all the words, I think, and I'm trying every combination, nothing. I just have no idea what the game wants from in this one level. What do you want from me, video game? <laughs> Seriously. The flag is right there. What do I do? Skull is defeat. <laughs> <laughs> Good shit. Yeah, that game's really good, and as well, I'll be picking at it for another month wow. or so, probably. So I just bought it. <laughs> there you oh, go. Really? Oh, nice. Fuck yeah. So, John, what else have you been up to? Um, I just have two two little things left, basically. Um, okay. one is that I did a um little my Vextro friends on a different Discord started a little um games club. So we'll see how that goes, but they did Us Lovely Corpses last week ago because a different friend really wanted to play it. Mm-hmm. And then I just linked a game in the chat, which was a really sweet little not RPG Maker game. It's called the Wolf RPG Editor called At the Tail End um, that I had a really nice time with where mm-hmm. the basic hook is that you wake up in a world after the Dragon Quest boss has an RPG world after the Dragon Quest boss has been beaten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you just have this, this little, like, three-hour game where you walk around, there's no fighting. Oh, this was made with uh, Wolf RPG Engine. That's yep. been around a while. Yeah, I have, so, I have it's an never interesting, heard of it, even. It's an interesting, uh, a bit more kind of a complex version of RPG Maker, just because right. everything's so kind of... not. It's not, like, the GUI is not very friendly, but it's mm-hmm. very the, similar. Do you mean cool. the GUI? Yeah. No, I mean the Jewy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so is this on John's list of games he needs to... Or game engines he needs to make a game in? Basically. <laughs> I, I, it just has a nice feel to it. Um, the running... You can run diagonally. You can go diagonally and also run. And it does the thing where running diagonally just moves you at the same speed vertically and horizontally <laughs> as you would just doing the cardinal direction. Yeah. So when you go diagonally, you go super fast. Uh. It's really silly. Um, one of those early things in uh, Game Maker, you gotta learn to program around if you're doing eight-way movement. <laughs> yep, or not like in this, or like Doom. They don't do. They yeah, don't they fix don't it. fucking worry about it. They just add if it. You're in, 
Arifin, you're playing Doom. Just I, when I play Doom, I'm just running around diagonally, like racing. Yeah, it's really silly. Good for speed uh, running. Yeah. So I had a nice time with this because it made me cry at the end and it had a nice little story. Um, and it just made reminded me it's a VG person translation, mm. and it just reminded me how absurdly competent and good just all of her translations yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. They're just on point. Yeah. Um, she did, I think Eve was the first one I played by her, but she translated, um, Standstill Girl's really good and has a really good translation. Um, I want to play some of her original stuff too at some point, but it, it's just like this web, she just has this site, you can go, you can get down to the bottom of that site I linked, and it's just, here's like 40 cool foreign RPG maker games that are translated because of me, and all of them are really professionally done. I've done some professional work. You can look on this different page, but these are all free. Mm-hmm. Uh, so nice, the nice things of like, oh yeah, this, I love this translator. I love this. And I really like this story. Um, so I hopefully we're playing, going to play more weird RPG maker shit. Um, so the other big thing, the other thing is that I watched all of Konosuba. Yo, oh yeah. Show's real fun. It's, Real fun. Oh, man. Just takes I, the isekai genre <laughs> and takes a big dump all over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I, I appreciate it yeah. so much more for having watched a bunch of fucking Sword Art uh, Online. Yeah, like, you picked the perfect progression to go into that show. Like, if mm-hmm. if, if you were looking for, like, a good, you know, diving in point to enjoying it, it's coming from the bullshit that SAO is uh. right into Konosuba. Yeah, it's like it you feels... have to know what they're making fun of, basically. Yep. So he, so Konosuba, <laughs> I think we've, I think probably watched this. When we went over on the podcast before, but just the premise is that he is walking home from picking up a game at like three a.m. so that he can go back to being alone in his house all day, <laughs> and then he sees a, a high school friend who he thinks is pretty, a pretty girl, <laughs> and then oh my god, a truck is coming. <laughs> and it's gonna hit her so she runs so he runs and pushes her out of the way <laughs> and then dies tragically from the truck and wakes up in the afterlife um where this goddess aqua tells him that he just died and that now he gets to choose how he reincarnates mm-hmm. um but then also lets him know that the girl actually wasn't going to be hurt it wasn't even a truck. It was actually a very slow-moving tractor. <laughs> and he didn't even get hit by it. He just died of shock because he thought it was yeah. a truck. And he peed him. And he peed, and he peed himself. himself. <laughs> oh, my God. And his family laughed about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just to give you a good... That's already a good starting point. Exactly. And then the, the goddess... This is just the first, like, four minutes. And then the goddess is like... we. Because this one world is really awful, um, we need more. No, nobody's choosing to reincarnate in it. So if you reincarnate in this fantasy world where the Devil King runs amok, um, you can keep all your memories from your previous life, and you get a special extra item, and then hands them a bunch of cards to review, like a special sword and whatnot. Yeah, like Dual one item ability, you can whatever. carry into the next world. One item. But she's also just been making fun of him this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> she's so just he's like, going ham on him. Going totally ham on him. So he's starting to feel like kind of bitter and he just, I'm taking you with me. <laughs> and the and powers that be are like, yep. <laughs> so 
The, that's the thing. I'm stuck in another world. Konnichiwa, Isekai. <laughs> he's and then he has like the pop culture. He's like, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna be a. I know my way around RPGs. I'm gonna wreck this game. And then every they don't have any money. Yeah, <laughs> they can't do. They're level one. They can't do anything. The stats are bad. <laughs> well, you've got. Oh, but her stats are really good, except for her intelligence, which is really uh, below average. <laughs> and then they, uh, and the goddess is useless. She's completely useless. Completely useless. So that's how the show starts, is that they are useless and ineffective, starting at level one in the beginner town, and they spend the majority of the show just in the beginning town. Yep. They just kind of hang out there and live there and meet new fun friends. Yep. <laughs> I love that montage in episode one where they're like just kind of hard work laborers. Yeah, for like a doing month. the daily doing the daily grind. Yeah. So it's like a good yeah, Aqua drinks and vomits rainbows. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do that montage and it's like and then finally they're like, What are we doing? Weren't we gonna be like RPG heroes? This is gonna be an adventure. What's happening? Um, so they wind up taking quests ultimately. So it just starts off with nothing, and it's just this like kind of nice down to earth. These are all losers living their life. And they're just yeah, all they're, assholes. They're all assholes. <laughs> they're assholes to each other. They make they make the new friends, and then the friends are dumb and also assholes. Yeah. Um, and then it, it makes. That grounding, and then every time, and then something good will re- really good will happen to them, and then it's immediately undercut by something yeah, awful happening. Yeah, like they never catch a break. Yep. And when they do, there's either a catch to it later, or it, or it's just immediately snatched away. Yep. So, so that's like it doesn't feel like dour or mean either. No, like, it's not. It's it's. It's very much it's it's very much reveling in the fact that these characters are just assholes, but they're likable in a way. Yeah, mm-hmm. the main kid, especially. Uh, what, God, what's his name? I'm drawing a huge blank here. Oh shit, Kazuna. Ka- Ka- Kazuma. Kazu- Kazuma. Kazuma. Yeah. yeah, he's just such a shithead. He's a shithead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, I I just coming off of. Fucking Sword Art Online. I love Kazuma. I love Aqua. <laughs> I love all of them. Love Darkness. I love Megumin. Megumin is need, great. I don't, I don't think I need to like explain their gimmicks, like because that's such a joy is watching the show and finding them out. Yeah, like uh, it's just they're like precious. Y'all are so fucking dumb. <laughs> it's so funny. It's, it's I was gut laughing at this yes, show. Yes, it is legitimately <laughs> laugh out loud fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then and then like because it's grounded in that much like kind of cynical real life like oh we're just we can't catch break we're constantly in debt because of our own <laughs> idiot decisions. Uh, it makes the moments of like lightness and niceness feel yeah. really earned and warm. Yeah. So I wound up like finishing the show feeling like so connected and loving these characters. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's that undercurrent of like, this is this world, like the world is awful in the, in the same way that like our world is. And we f- have to find people that we care about and cling to them. Yeah. 
and and like that's happened to these unfortunate losers like it's like yeah they're assholes but there's still a heart there it's not Mm. like it's not cynical and nihilistic it's it just has a lot of fun with characters that are literal idiots yep (laughs) And then, just, and then are just so naturally spiteful toward one another. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the ease at which they can go from a, a tender moment to spitefulness <laughs> is so good. There's so many moments that are just like watching a bitter married couple argue. <laughs> or <laughs> just like, oh, you love each other, but also, oh man, this is bad. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I love the show. I love the characters. I'm, I'm so, I never finish shows and I'm, and then I'm like sad that there's not more because I'm always so like eager to get to the next thing that I'm like, I'm ready to finish this thing. It's going to be, I, it feel, yeah. Finishing things feels like kind of checking an item off on a list in my brain. Like, okay, I accomplished that. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to move on to the next thing. You especially this, want things to end at a natural point and not keep dragging out. Yeah. But this is one where, like, it, it's not that it ended at a bad point. It was a perfectly nice and lovely ending. I just, yeah. like, I want there to be more, though. Yeah, there's there's a movie uh, coming out this year. Is that what they're doing next? Huh. Yeah, there's a movie. Oh, oh that's the season three. Oh, is that some other Isekai show getting a season three? I don't think it's actually getting a season three. Not yet. Ah. There's plenty of light novels, at least. So. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So that'll that... never be translated. They might be licensed. I they're don't translating. Know. They're translating like the main one. I think oh. they brought over at least two. I was mm. googling around. I don't know if I'll read them though. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like something about this show, like because the animation is so key to it. Yeah. Like the show has super expressive animation. Yeah. Oh, like so... they've even talked about how like they want the artists to just use their natural styles instead of like. Everything instead is off of con- model, yeah, basically. instead of yeah, yeah, instead of conforming to one model style for everything, like the, they want you to be able to watch it and go, "Oh, he animated this part because yeah, yeah. Aqua you... looks like this." Like Aqua looks like mush, <laughs> <laughs> and she's sobbing. Of course, oh, that there's that one shot of season two of her just having like a mental break. I fucking love that scene so much. <laughs> Oh, it's so yeah, good. Because it's so about the animation, I'm just not sure how differently it plays in a written form. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I, I, I'm definitely of the opinion that, like, the visual of that show is kind of, like, really yeah, what makes deep. me love it so much. Yeah, and just timing. <laughs> Comedy is timing. The dark, the, um, the darkness theme that plays. <laughs> a lot of... Uh... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's see. I think I'm Darkness and Rhett is Megumin and Polly's Aqua. <laughs> oh. that check out? Ouch. <laughs> is there a oh. way to is there a way to put that that's not ouch? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, I completely I, I very much just completely connected with that show. Thank you very, thank you all very much for pointing me at it. Yeah, yeah. Soxcast what... approved. Soxcast approved. Kon- Konosuba. I swear there was an episode, like episode probably like thirty or something, where I'm like, "Hey, this new anime comedy is actually really good, you guys." Yeah, it was. It was you definitely have talked about it in the past before oh, I, I watched it. No, I know. I just I was like watching it as it was airing though, season one. I was like, 
I was the trendsetter. Yep. All right. I think Brett gets the points for this one. Yeah. Yeah. Good shit. All right. Um. Let's see. All right. So Rhett or Sayara, uh, who's died a thing? I have a thing. What's your okay. thing? Sayara. What's your thing? Tetris attack. Oh, oh. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it, within the last week and a half, I've learned that one. There is a Tetris Attack emulation program that is like not SNES emulator, but an actual like hardcore thing. Yeah. Okay. Two, there's a gosh dang community of people who play competitively Tetris Attack. Mm-hmm. And three, that I am literal hot garbage <laughs> at Tetris Attack. <laughs> oh no! I take it the tournament did not go well. Uh, I haven't had a tournament yet, but listening to what the other people are saying and like the two chats that I joined about mm-hmm. Tetris Attack, they're like, "Yeah, I got the record of like 15 minutes for beating very hard on uh, solo mode." I'm like, "15 minutes to beat that? I can't even like beat very hard mode <laughs> without getting a continue or two. And they're like, "We play on like you know level five with like the, all the extra blocks." I'm like, I, "I've never done past like level five. I'm just learning how to play level five difficulty in Tetris Attack." And it's just like a whole new world has opened up for you. Yeah, basically. And it's just like, wow. I used to think oh, I was like some hot shit in this game because I had like versus matches last for like thirty minutes because neither <laughs> of us could kill each other because you just keep attacking each other with like these giant ass garbage block counters. But it just turns out you both sucked. Yeah, basically. So Tetris Attack uh, is not like Tetris at all. In fact, like they only called it Tetris Attack in America because it was like it's Tetris. It's gonna sell if it has Tetris in the name or whatever. Yeah. Oh, isn't this actual panel de pawn? Is the yeah. Name? This is yeah. not Puyo Puyo though. This is no. not Puyo Puyo. Okay. So it's basically you you get like a field with a bunch of like different colored ob- colored squares, and they have like a different symbol on it. So if you can't see the color, you can look at the symbols and like match like three or four or five of a kind of the symbols. But you can only flip tiles in, like, you know, either direction. So, like, if you have, like, a blue and a red next to each other, if your cursor's there and you flip them, the blue and the red flip places. So that's the only way that you can, like, break blocks, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And if you do, like, a, um, match more than three at once, or if you, like, set it up that when you break three, another block drops and hits two others, and that makes another three break, what they call, like, chains or combos or whatever, in verse mode, it sends um, uh, garbage blocks back at the opponent. So it's like, you know, you, you want to do your own thing, trying to get rid of the blocks on the screen and, like, do all these, like, attacks to throw garbage at the opponent. Now, when the opponent gets the garbage... They have to match something touching the garbage to break the garbage up. So it's kind of like Puyo. If you pop some bubbles next to the, the, the garbage bubble, it pops that with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then when they break the garbage, it turns into uh, more color pieces. So you can sit there and set up all your pieces below the garbage which is melting into like actual pieces to set up for bigger chains. So what ended up happening is me and the opponent... Where, like, you know, setting up all of the garbage as it's, like, breaking, setting it all up all these giant chains so that when our big chain 15 happens, it sends them, like, a 15-time block. 
mm-hmm. they send it right back to me because we keep you know keep going back and forth with each other at it. <laughs> so it's just like holy shit, this match is never going to end because the two of us keep doing this, and it's like you know thirty minutes later, the, the speed of the towels are going like a billion miles an hour, and it's just, you have Aww. to move like do something, make a combo or somewhere, or else you're going to lose. It's like you know two seconds, it's like oh you're done. Yep. So it's like, wow, this is really stressful. At the time, it was just like, holy shit, this is amazing. I did good at it. Now that I'm seeing all these people doing all this, like, you know, crazy shit, I'm just like, wow. So I'm trying to, you know, trying to... Stack imposter syndrome. Yeah, basically. I'm trying to get back into it now, like, learning how to do, like, the level five, how to work with the other color pieces and, like, you know, do stuff with, like, you know, chains and setting myself up to getting, like, big attacks or whatever. To to actually play Tetris Attack. Against people, yeah. I mean, the way that I played it before is fine by myself, but, like, you know, to actually fight against somebody, you have, like, that constant push push and tug about, like, you know, do I attack or do I defend or whatever. Yeah. They have a, the emulator has like a mode which is called one player versus yourself, and so you get only one field and you like do whatever you want, like you attack whatever. Mm-hmm. Any attacks that you do on your screen comes back as garbage on your <laughs> oh, screen. Oh, that's interesting. That's so it's like you know train. you set yourself up like a, a three chain three combo in a row. So it's like you get like a big old garbage block. So it's like yeah, I did this. They would normally get it and said you get it. So it's like, you know, you do this cool thing and suddenly a giant block appears. It's like, fuck, now I gotta get rid of this while I trying to do other stuff. Mm. And for whatever, the, the music is random. And like, it picks from any of the, uh, the any of the stages from the Tetris Attack game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the one that they gave me is like the uh, tutorial music, which you don't <laughs> normally get. And the tutorial's music for the, like, you know, you're in danger yeah. sound is like the most stress-inducing song <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, it has, this, it has like, this, like, cute little melody behind it, but then you have, like, just, like, blasting trumpets, and it's, like, this panic motion. It's like, oh, God, I need to do all these things, and I only have, like, 20 seconds to do it. Oh, God, help! So I go on for, like, 10-some minutes, just, like, in a back-and-forth battle against myself, trying to, you know, not fail miserably. And it's just, like the most nerve-wracking experience that I've had <laughs> trying to learn how to play the game again because it's been, like, 10 years since I've last played Tetris Attack. Mm-hmm. Do this, like, verse mode, learn the new mechanics again, and deal with that song, like, blasting in my ears at, like, you know, super loud volume because it, like, gets louder when you're in panic mode. Yeah. It was fun. I recommend it. <laughs> yeah, my only Tetris Attack experience is, like, about like a week and a half of getting really into the SNES game for a while. And then just like to the point where I was see- like Rhett said, just seeing it in my, when I close my eyes, <laughs> but then outside of that, like never really touching it. I enjoy it. Like I've always enjoyed puzzle games. Like if I'm not playing rhythm games, I'd probably be playing puzzle games. Like those like, uh, action pack puzzle games. Yeah. That's what I was, it always feels weird to me when people call Tetris or Tetris likes like puzzle games, I guess. Because to me, like, they feel very, like, they feel like action games, They're I guess. block action games. Yeah. I've always just called them, like, puzzle action. Absolutely. Like, because, like, you know, the puzzle part of it is, like, you know, figuring out how to uh, combine blocks together to make, like, these, like, 
glorious chains or whatever because like mm. people will sit there and like set themselves up either like you know so they don't have to do anything or they can click pieces just fast enough to make like you know 15 combos in a row so it's like one two three and it goes all the way to 15 and they're still moving blocks to get more blocks to, to like break at it and it's just like damn that's freaking awesome it's just like i want to be able to do that but it's just like i'm nowhere near that level yet it's like whatever you do this tournament coming up i need you to toss junkyard dave in the dumpster I, I don't know if that's going to happen. If he can already do, like, the very hard and all that noise. And I'm like, oh, gosh. I'm probably going to be, like, the <laughs> weakest link in this tournament. They, they still haven't decided when it's going to happen yet. But as soon as I know, I'm sure you'll hear about it. Or yeah. I'll let you all know. Yeah, I follow Junkyard Dave. I know he's the one setting it up. So, yeah. Toss him in the dumpster, man. I need you to do that for me. I will do my best. He's the one setting it up. He might be pretty good. Nah, he's Junkyard Dave. His name is Junkyard Dave. He's from the Junkyard. Come on now. What's he good at? And you know, there's awesome. a, a lot... Oh, wait, it's not Tetris. Never mind. <laughs> it, it's not Tetris. Although the Tetris 99 is also very nerve-wracking, too. When you're, oh like, my God, deep yeah. in it. Dude. The song that plays when you hit, like, the top ten is Flight of the Bumblebee. Yes. <laughs> it's just... So it's real silly. stressful. It just makes it so much more stressful because by the time you get to like 10 people left, it goes so fast also. So it's like you have to have like super stupid reflexes while dealing with like, you know, nine other people trying to send shit up your way. It's like, no, leave me alone. (laughs) Puzzle games are a blessing. They can be. I'm real good at them. (laughs) Yep. That's Polly. It's a That's thing I'm brain, known really. for. You want to see some top-notch Tetris 2 play? <laughs> Boy, I got a video y'all can There's check out. There's a Tetris 2? I played it on the... I know, I know. Yeah, everybody says that every time it's brought up. Oh, I, yeah. so I unoriginal. I commercial for Tetris 2. Tetris oh, 2 is that? basically Dr. Mario, but with weirdly shaped pills, basically. And Bob. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and Bob. So what happened to Tetris 3 through 98... Uh, <laughs> is there a Tetris 64? I don't think there is. There, uh, is. there is, yes. There is? Shit. Yeah. They're really jumping around the timeline. <laughs> you know, I think some YouTuber made a video like making that joke. I totally saw that, too. <laughs> God, Rhett. You gotta bring original Ollie. material, man. Come on. You've been doing Ollie. this for almost 100 episodes. Great artists steal. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? How dare you say that to my face? My my digital face. (laughs) (laughs) So is that that Tetris Attack? That is Tetris Attack. I want to get back into it. Rhett, close us out. What do you got? We're closing out with 428 Shibuya Scramble. This is is my jam. (laughs) I want to play this so bad. So a couple things to preface about the name. I guess 428 is like kind of slang for Shibuya based on how the numbers are pronounced yeah. in Japanese. Because yeah. I know four is she, so yeah. Shibuya. Yeah. Okay, and this, the scramble specifically refers to like those huge intersections where it's like no cars and just people walking across mm-hmm. constantly. So like that's kind of a theme of the game where it's the crossroads. It's all these people's oh. lives intersecting with each other. So this is a visual novel. Released for the Wii in 2008. Mm-hmm. For the Wii? It did not get a U.S. release until like 10 years later. 
It's it's Spike Shunsoft, like them alone, I think. It came out for the Wii in two thousand eight in Japan. It got a forty in Famitsu, yeah, which is the, their highest score. Yep. And I think that was before they were a little looser with those. Yeah. So this game was a big deal, and then it never got localized. And ten years later, they do like an HD version on PS four and PC, and it finally got localized somehow. And I don't think it sold very well whatsoever. No. Which is a real bummer. So this is a visual novel that uses live actors, or it's like real people. Yeah, it's it is definitely a look. It's got a look. So it's just real actors, you know, playing these characters, and it's ninety nine percent photographs. But there are a couple scenes that just has them, like some video clips, Mm -hmm. and those those are always real cool to see because it's like I don't know. You just get really into them being like, oh, yeah, this is that character. And, oh, you see seeing them in motion. I don't know. It's kind of neat when it happens. Mm-hmm. It's like getting – it felt like getting, like, a CG in a Final, the older Final Fantasy games. Like, yeah, when one like, of those would pop off, you knew, like, something cool yeah. was happening. So it's like, oh, this is a real special moment because they actually did video for it instead of just a picture. So it's a visual novel where you control five different characters. And the – the timeline is weird because so char- choices you make on one character will affect other characters. Mm-hmm. Like okay. that's kind of the whole theme of this game. Like that's kind of why it's the Shibuya crossroads. Mm-hmm. And like they could have done a whole like VLR thing where the timeline would look completely fucking bonkers. <laughs> yeah. But but basically what they do is like the game remembers all the choices that you make and if you go back and change something like it'll just kind of fade out. Yeah. the previous timeline for other characters if it affected them. So you only ever see like the five linear streams mm-hmm. and it doesn't directly show you where, oh, one character's choice affected another. Because it would be a real nightmare to yeah, that would navigate be this whole thing. Shit. I'm not even sure if it would be possible to like physically draw it all out. Mm-hmm. But uh, so there's a lot of starting and stopping in this game, which is kind of the one knock against it because... You're jumping between these characters and these stories like pretty rapidly. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you'll get a good chunk in, in, but like there's specific scenarios where it's like you'll f- get partway through a character's chapter and it'll say like keep out. Like there's a gameplay thing. Basically, you need to hop into another character's story and then at certain points there'll be red text where they'll mention another character and then you highlight that text to jump back over to that character. <laughs> So it's basically, it's a way of ensuring that you've read certain chapters before others. Yeah. And then towards the end game, like, they do some pretty weird ones of how you get a character to say another character's name, basically, mm-hmm. in order to enable it? the jump. Hmm? Huh. Did you finish it? Yeah, I finished it a couple okay. days ago, and then I did a little more post-game stuff today. Mm. Uh, I kind of... Oh, the other uh, thing, obviously, the other gameplay part is that there's a lot of choices, and then the choices will affect other characters in pretty major ways. So another big theme of this game is that they really go bonkers with some of the bad endings. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's there's lots. Like, there's, like, 90 bad endings, and, like, a whole bunch of them are right at the end of the game, and they're not really anything, but, like, a good 50 of them are really weird side stories where things just go off the rails and they have a lot of fun with it. There's cool. one where like one of the characters you're playing as is a girl in a cat suit mm-hmm. and her one of her endings is like 
And then she found her true calling to be a professional eater. What? <laughs> she's she's going on the circuit now to be the best like ramen eater she can be. Like really weird <laughs> stuff. There's there's one that has like an alternate dimension open up. I have no idea why. And I was just like, what is this game? <laughs> like literally a wormhole opens up and th- swallows three of the characters, and they don't yeah. really ever explain it. It's just a goofy side thing. <laughs> and then yeah, and then there's like bad endings where it's like, oh, well, because this happened, you died. Oh, <laughs> you know? well, yeah. Oh, shit. There's a lot of ways you can get killed, but, the, like, the funny thing is seeing how these little changes affect it, where it's like, one character made a promise, like, three hours ago. Is he going to fulfill that promise because he forgot to? So he should go back and do it, right? And then, like, him going back ends up with, like, two characters being arrested. It's like... <laughs> some. There's one part early on that's really kind of aggravated me because I had to look it up where two different choices affect another character's resolution. Oh. So it's like this character needs to pick this, which will then enable this scene, but that scene will play out negatively no matter what unless this character does this. Oh jeez. Like the hell? Yeah, it's like yeah, it all stuff. makes sense kind of but like I think it's a little rough at the start. Like, the tutorial is weird because you only have two characters for the tutorial. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, kind of trying to guide you through it. But then it does so in such a way where, like, you end up with the character who ha- whose choice is bad no matter what. So it's like, oh, go back to the other guy. And then you you do his alternate choice. And then that also ends up bad no matter what you do. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, Because then you have to go back to the first character's choice and then switch theirs to whichever ends up being the good one. It's... It's a little complicated for a visual novel. It's it's fun though. Like Yeah, it definitely sounds like something that would be a little overwhelming at first. Yeah. To kind of just it's, be like, how do I keep track of this? It that's why when push came to shove, I was like, I have to finish this game before Seiki Row because I will forget plot lines in this game yeah, if I let yeah, it sit yeah. for too long. Because I'm dealing with like, you know, these five character stories and how they interweave with each other. And you know, they all have their supporting side cast of characters uh-huh. so there's a lot of characters in this game and you know it's all japanese names which makes them a little bit harder to remember mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh who was tatano again oh he's that Na- okay got it <laughs> you know but like the story is really good it wraps up really nicely and then it gets weird <laughs> mm. so i found out something today that the, there actually are two endings to the game uh-huh. there's the true ending and the kind of normal ending mm-hmm uh-huh. And I actually got the true ending. Nice. Okay. Which was nice. So basically, I beat the game, and there's this anime trailer. And I'm like, what? I didn't know that was in here. So there was an anime in 2009, after a year after the original game called out, came out, called Kanan. Yep. And that's a sequel to this. But what they added in the re-release is actually a different side story featuring that character that is mostly like backstory prologue for her, mm-hmm. but it's also still tied into the story. And so you, if you get the true ending, you unlock her scenario, which then jumps from live action, you know, footage and people to the anime style, which <laughs> that's real weird. And it's real weird. Like I understand it tying into the anime, but like, Playing this on its own terms, it was like a huge, massive shift that seems like it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. 
I thought the anime was an adaptation of an extra scenario they put in the actual game, I guess. So, I'm going to rewatch the anime. I'm not sure if this scenario that I read through is part of the anime. It might be, because I don't really remember the anime, that because it was, you know, ten years ago. Yeah. But apparently this scenario was originally written for the game and then in 2008 and then not included at like the last minute. Mm. Oh, weird. Yeah. So I don't know how, but the anime itself. So I found I was doing some digging today just so I could have all my facts straight. I found a 2008 October post on my or not my anime news network Mm -hmm. that said, hey, this game that is about to come out in December has just had an anime greenlit for it. <laughs> also, Type Moon is writing one of the scenarios in the game, <laughs> but then apparently didn't get included at the last minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what this is. So I guess they finally yeah. might include it in the re-release on PS4. So yeah, it's kind of a weird thing at the very end. I think the main game, all the live action stuff, like wraps up super well. So it's like you don't need to. It's Basically, it's this weird, abrupt tone shift because all the characters up to this point are, you know, these normal people living in Japan. Yeah, and if you've seen Kane and you know you're dealing with fucking assassins and shit. Yeah, it get, it's like, well, how does this all relate to the whole thing? And just the whole tone of the thing is, like, even more grim than some of the bad endings get. Right, it's like, right. oh, it's a character, you know, growing up post-Iraq war yeah, it's in pretty Iraq, well, yeah. like, dealing with you know, losing her family in a bombing or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little dark. And it's just, yeah, they're talking about, like, so this game is really good about giving you tool tips to kind of inform, like, what am I trying to say? Like, uh, like tool tips. Like, oh, here's information about, like, the CIA, because, you know, if you don't know what they are. And yeah, the like, like about, Stein's game's so, got like, that, too. Yeah. yeah, so in the... Canaan scenario, they start talking about like the Israel-Palestine conflict a oh, lot, and man. really going into some of those ki- those you know people who are involved in that. Mm-hmm. And the weird thing is that I can tell some of those have been updated because they're like, oh yeah, Gaddafi died in 2011, and I'm yeah. like, that's after that game originally came out. So you guys actually like kept these up to date as well. That's Jeez. actually really cool. Yeah, it's a lot. And it's so different from the whole rest of the game. It's a weird thing to include after you've beaten it. Yeah. But here's an extra super weird thing. There's a different post-game unlock scenario if you get the normal ending. What? So I had to to go back and make one wrong change in order to get a different ending to unlock the other endgame scenario that has nothing to do with Kanan. Weird... So, Polly, when you play this game, you might not get the anime trailer at the end, and that'll indicate if you got the true ending or not. Yeah, it's one of those I'll have to ask. Yeah, it's a little weird. Is Obviously, the base game very just feel very good and solid? Yeah. like I, So I went back and I got the normal ending, and I was like, well, this isn't quite as good. It's a li- I don't really like whole true ending stuff, because it's like, you get one shot to make a first impression, so you want to do the best one possible, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Because the two endings are similar enough where it's not like this huge diversion. That, like, the normal ending isn't like, and then everybody died. Yeah. Bah, and fuck you. It's like, it's a good ending. Right. But it's not the best ending that they made. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little weird. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I've got that one more scenario to read, which is probably about an hour long. Cool. But the Canaan one was like at least two hours long and like, you know, goes some places. I'm like, this is such a weird thing to include after you've finished a game. Yeah, and like knowing what Shibuya Scramble is and knowing what Canaan is, like knowing yeah. that those two things are so tonally different. And uh, like understanding how those two things tie together is going to be yeah. really interesting. Once you get, you know, a certain point into the game, you'll start to see how they connect. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm sure that the large events in Canaan take their, you know, inspiration or are yeah. sourced directly from Shibuya Scramble, so. Yeah. It's a cool It's a cool game. Like, I really recommend it. Yeah, definitely looking forward to getting, getting into that it's, it's pretty long, though. That's the thing is, like, when I started this, I was like, oh, I thought this was, like, a short comedy game. This thing is, like, 30 hours long. Because mm. it just, you know, because you've got, like... The whole thing takes place over the course of one day. Yeah. So, so that's how these characters, you know, keep affecting each other. Is that like, oh, and then five minutes, like the granularity on the timeline is to like every to every five minutes, mm-hmm. and that the game is like ten hours long for them. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. Like if you scroll that thing through that thing, it's like, man, this is a ton of scenes for multiple multiple characters. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a cool thing. Awesome. Cool. It sounds like a nice. Th- I. It's I, on Steam. Cool. I will yeah, say. I'm excited. If you ever want to check it out, because they could probably. I think it has like 30 reviews on Steam. I think it did like oh, really bad. Yeah. Oh, that's it, it. It. Did. They were like banking on that dang and Rampa audience to show up, and they didn't. They did not. No. Dang. Oh, I can see Machi. Or other old weird tune soft art VNs. Yeah. I had almost seen that, I don't know if exactly what, but like that this was actually already an adaptation of some other older visual novel they did. Yeah, that it, it's, it has similar mechanics, but like it, like this is, like 428 uh, is more refined in how it's handling it. I wonder if the story has any similarities. That I wouldn't know. I do know that it uses the same kind of timeline, okay. kind of yeah, simultaneous that's what I, thing That's what I'm on. thinking of, I think. The 1998 Saturn one. Oh, man. Carmichael says it has 69 reviews. Nice! On Steam. Nice, but not really. Not, not really. nice. Yeah. Not nice for once. It says very positive? It's very positive. I think you have to have, like, a certain number, like 500, to get overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. And then I think they have to be all within a certain time period, mm-hmm. uh, or it'll decay back to it. Steam's weird. Yeah. Steam sucks. <laughs> no, we're not getting into that. <laughs> uh, oh Lord! How did they get four two eight into Shibuya? I, I can see she, but I don't see the boo and ya for two and eight. I don't know <laughs> Japanese, so. Oh, and the game takes place April 28th, because of course. Of course. <laughs> it should nice. be a day. Oh. Yeah, that game being, the game being 50 bucks did not help it. Yeah. Unfortunately, given that it is pretty old, even if they did kind of put in the time and the effort to make this mm-hmm. new version, people, like, they love pointing out when games are old. Uh, and that'll definitely but play against you. But it's like, this doesn't you. feel like an old game. One, because... It's like an HD re-release. Like it doesn't look like, oh, it's an upscaled Wii game. Mm-hmm. It just looks like, like, oh, this is a new game with you know good assets. Yeah. 
eh, and the, it's, it's never came out in English. Like in Japan, they might be like, oh, I played that 10 years ago. For us, it's like, oh, it's brand new. And you know? it's a weird fucking name. That'll get you I sometimes, I mean, it's a weird too. fucking game, <laughs> to, it, if we're being totally honest. It's a weird fucking game. It's got a weird name. Like, that'll play against it, too. So, so is, uh, is uh, that everything, then? Yeah, that's everything. Yeah, I think so. All yeah. right. So, hey, everybody. Uh, if y'all are fans of long-form articles about video games, uh, you might want to tune into the site on uh, Tuesday... Uh, because there might be something there for you on the main page. So, <gasps> hint, hint. An update? Gasp. <laughs> Gasp, right? Something that's not a podcast that is going to be an update on that site. Fucking weird. All right, so uh, thanks again, everybody, for coming out, spending your Sunday evening with us. We appreciate it, as always. Thanks, of course, for the bits and the subs and resubs as well. Y'all are lovely. Uh, love the hell out of y'all. Uh, John Fire, where can we find you? Faraway.times.itch.io. Ritz, where can we find uh, you? We're inconsequentialexistence.com, I think. Still not updated. No, unlike you, I don't update. Yeah, good point. Good point. Gasp. And Sayara, where, where in the world can everybody in Internet Land find you? Well, if you uh, go to your uh, kitchen and you open the trash can in there, you might find my. Uh, <laughs> you might find me in there. That's confirmed. Yes, but um, I have a website, jziati.net. It's not updated very much, or. Twitter is uh, T-E-I-N-K-U-R-U at uh, ericsjoysick.twitch.com <laughs> You spelled your own Twitter handle wrong. That's good. Did I really? Yeah, you said R-U. It's an L-U. Fuck me. I'm tired. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. And you can find me at my dumb website. And remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We're the only ones that love you.